What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Against the Ropes. This is episode number 32. I am Gio Garcia. I'm alongside Christian Mosqueda and Christian Rodriguez. How are we doing today? Man, we are doing great, man. Doing great. Awesome, we have man. a special guest today. I'll yeah. let you do the intro. Yeah, we have a very special guest today. Former WBC Super Beltway title holder, Alfonso Gomez, who's been in there with some of the biggest names in boxing, man. So welcome, brother. Alfonso Gomez, how are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Wow, what a warm welcome. <laughs> Please excuse my English, not very good. No, está bien. We can do Spanish <laughs> English. I'm doing very good. Thank you so much for the interview. I'm so excited. There's a there's my very first interview coming back to boxing. Oh wow. Hey. So thank you guys so much for that. And, and I know there's going to be many because I have a lot of projects in mind. Mm, nice. And a big reason why I came back to boxing. So, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, well, no problem. You guys are the first ones, so we'll never forget that. Hey, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ¿De qué parte de México eres? Yo soy de Zapopan, Jalisco. Hey, puro Jalisco. De puro Jalisco, <laughs> hey, sí. Alfonso, we can't be friends, bro. De Vuela América. Oh, wow. puro chi <laughs> chivas aquí. <laughs> It's like, we just lost a lot of power. <laughs> yep. No, pues sí. Okay. <laughs> no, soy de, de, de Zapopan, pero pues este, crecí más bien así en un pueblito. Quién sabe, creo que mi mamá mm -hmm. iba en el camino al hospital a Guadalajara de un sí. pueblo que, que vivía mi papá. Y a la mitad del camino me vine. Entonces, ¿dónde nací, 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 nací? Mm -hmm. Pues no, un pesebre, yo qué sé, no sé, por ahí. <risa> pero crecí en Zapopan y Guadalajara y he estado prácticamente en muchos lugares en toda mi vida. Mm -hmm. Puerto Vallarta, Tomatlán, um, y después nos vinimos al norte, a Berkeley, Oakland, mm. you know, Napa, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Luego aquí al sur de California, estoy en Downey, Los Ángeles, Buena Park, Anaheim. Yeah. I'm a nomad, man. <laughs> Yo me voy a todos lados. At, at what <laughs> age did you start boxing? I started boxing actually when I moved to the United States, oh. uh, when hmm. I was um, about 10 years old. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the, the change in culture it was a big shocker. Mm -hmm. But more, imagine this, in Mexico, sí. No importa la escuela que vayas, doesn't matter what school you go to, you have to go bien arregladito con tu mm -hmm. uniforme, you know, tus zapatos boleados, uh, tu pelo shh, bien peinadito. No, mm -hmm. tienes que ir bien acá. Sí. Entonces nos acostumbramos a ir a la escuela así. Ah. We got used to going to mm -hmm. school like that. Coming to, when we moved to uh, the first time to the United States, it was Berkeley, California. Mm -hmm. Y hay puro negrito ahí. And it was back in the 90s cuando este Will Smith con su papá. Que le gustaba tener un cinturón colgado, you know? Mm -hmm. He had the overalls. Con, con yeah, the colored, yeah. Yeah, colored overalls. So, was, yo acá, imagínate, no, hombre. The first day oh. in school, yo fui acá. Sí, sí. I was a bien big... Fresa. Bien fresa. No, <laughs> no bien fresa, porque ni siquiera era de que sí, iba sí. a escuelas privadas. Yeah. Hasta yeah. las escuelas públicas, allá te tienes que yeah. vestir como señorito y señorita, yeah. you know? <laughs> este, so, yeah, that, that, I got bullied a lot because mm -hmm. of that, because of the way I dressed. I didn't yeah. understand the system. And I got into boxing because of that. You know, okay. I, need, I needed a self-defense class. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, that's how it started. Hey. Did you have any fights during your first years at school? Uh, yeah, I think I Did had you fight back. I think I, I <laughs> well, I think I got in two. S you know, when I moved here, I got in two fights, and um, I got beat. I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think one time was against a girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, edit that part out. We can edit that out if you want. <laughs> hey. Now that I remember, probably a different weight class, bro. <laughs> she was probably a fifth grader and he was yeah. a third. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it like that. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to say, you know what? I wanted to say karate because karate was hot back then. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, karate right, yeah. kid, yeah. yeah, 1989. You know, it was yeah, yeah, but karate because everybody wanted karate was so fucking expensive too. Yeah, very right. expensive. I guess it was like back then it was like 20 bucks a month. That was expensive. Yeah, but boxing was $20 a year. Hmm. There you go. We'll you know, that. PAL, <laughs> Berkeley Boosters, we used to mm -hmm. call themselves. So we started there, we went to um, to a boxing gym and we started training con los negritos allá. Las peras, los costales. Y así comenzó. Who did you used to watch when you were little? Uh, well, growing up, see, that's how it starts. I started as a self-defense, you know, I mm -hmm. want to learn how to box, type of thing. Pero resulta, <laughs> Que Chavez was hot back then, like, uh -huh. él su apogeo. Sí, sí. Yeah. Ah, pues, cuando íbamos con la familia, porque cuando peleaba Chavez, when Chavez fought, everybody wanted to go see that, you know? It was yeah. a big party, right? Just like now, right. every big fight. So, the uncles, the family knew que el güero, me decían el güero, oh. he was a boxeador, he was a boxer, que apenas empezaba, apenas empezaba a pelear. Hey, tú vas a ser como Chavez, cabrón. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uno, pues, ¿qué? Right. Y se va, y, y, uno, uno, yeah. uno, little by little, you start getting into it, you know, mm -hmm. you start creating this dream, and then next thing you know, oh, you're going to go to the Olympics, they ask, you know, you start sparring, because you, you evolve more in the, in the techniques, mm -hmm. and then they ask, you want to fight amateur? Sure, then you go amateur, and this whole dream, you kind of go with it, yeah. you know, it's not like I'm 10 years old and say, I want to be a boxer, mm -hmm. dad. And I want to go, you know, I want to be disciplined. And, and I don't want to deal with my friends. I don't play, I don't want to play marbles. Mm. I want to, no, no, no kid says that, right? Yeah. So you kind of guide it into yeah. it, yeah. Mm. So I kind of build into that. When was that moment when you were like, I could do this for a living? I could do this for a living? When was that moment about, um, about three weeks ago that I came back to boxing? <laughs> <laughs> like it was all fun and games until now. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, n I didn't really think, like I said, everything's more like a wave that takes you, mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of boxers live that, you know? I'm coming back to boxing because I want to spread more consciousness mm. amongst all boxers and boxing in general and boxing fans of how things really happen, mm. you know? And ultimately, I think um, I just want to be a voice in general, for public in general, but mainly boxer, because that's what I was. Mm -hmm. I was soft spot for boxers especially the ones coming up mm -hmm. fucking training their asses off in texas somewhere you know mm. with a train their dad trainer and they're killing themselves and with they have this okay manager you know that is known to just bring in the opponents mm -hmm. right mm. and this kid is really like trying and they believe in their heart you gotta be champion but they don't know they have so many things against them right yeah it's going to be fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. You have to be like a superstar. You, we've seen it happen. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. Here comes Pacquiao and like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. 
But in reality, what is the that's only happens to one percent yeah. of mm-hmm. the population mm-hmm. that get that opportunity to overcome all those obstacles, right? What mm-hmm. about the rest of them? Yeah, they're dreaming, kind of. I want to say fake dreams because everything is possible, Definitely. but everything is possible within reason mm-hmm. and within you know. So it's you know things like that. I, wanna, I, I would love at one point speak about and be known in the boxing world as somebody that just speaks his mind, mm-hmm. especially how the, the game is evolved. Mm-hmm. Especially now, I mean, come on, dude. I'm talking to so many people. Yeah. They're right here and you know, all over the world. You too, right here. Yeah. You know, we have direct access as boxers that we didn't have before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Before we needed to go to a trainer, we needed to go to a trainer. Mm-hmm. Then you a manager, then you a promoter, mm. and that way somehow, you know, we could get yeah. a fight, and then suddenly the media would get there to the fight, mm-hmm. and that was the only opportunity a boxer had connection with a fan. Mm. You know, yeah. Who and then, so we're always separated. Always the fan and the boxer. Mm-hmm. The fans make boxing and the boxers make boxing. The rest of the people, they're part of it, you mm-hmm. know. But they're not like the big. They're not like the big players. Yeah, yeah. But shit, I don't know. Where where it shifted in life, where suddenly, these guys that should be shouldn't be the on top. They're on top. They're promoters. They're cool. They're promoting fights. They're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And their managers, you're doing a great job. And you're a TV good. You're mm-hmm. all doing an excellent job. But the real job. Is the fighters fighting? The guy taking the punches, and the fans yeah. paying. They're working their <laughs> right. asses off yeah. a job paying. You know? mm-hmm. So before it ne- we needed to go through the whole system to reach the fans to mm. have some kind of connection. Now I don't think we need that system. Yet we Ooh. still play that system. Right? Mm. And uh, I believe a lot of boxers can make more of themselves if they understood that. Yeah. What do you mean, like we don't need that system? Like not you don't need promoters or you no? Know? We do need promoters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who the hell is gonna promote right. fighters? I'm not a promoter. I'm a mm-hmm. fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a fighter. Yeah, it seems like the hierarchy of boxing is like this. This is the way I see this. Okay, the way I oh, okay I get what you Promoter, right? Mm-hmm. Manager, trainer, boxer. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like the hierarchy is like that. Like the piece of the pie, the money goes. Not, not in terms of that, in the, in the mental aspect of things. You know, uh, the boxer only fights when the promoter does a fight. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like the fighter decides when he fights. Yeah. Right? That's true. Um, what else? The trainer tells a fighter what to train. Let's do one of those tres. One of those tres. Mm. How come the trainer can't tell, uh, the fighter can't tell the trainer, no, I want to train this today. You know, little things, little, little ideas, things. you know. Mm-hmm. Just giving you a, a mental uh, reality of how boxing is, right? Mm-hmm. The hierarchy mentally. Maybe, yeah, kind of learn. Everybody earns their portion based on how much they mm-hmm. put in. It's understandable. But I'm talking about the mental hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, le preguntas a un boxeador, no a todos, lo, los elites ya tienen más mente más abierta, sí, sí. Open mind. pero más estamos hablando del de resto de los boxeadores que no son elite, que, sim, que, que simplemente están inundados, they're inundated in a wave of, I don't know, what, just, their mind is apagada. No sé cómo decirlo, soy, soy feo, pero sí lo veo. Porque si te pones a pensar, este, los boxeadores... Somos negocios cada uno, especialmente ahorita que ya tenemos contacto directo sí, con los fans. Social media. Now we think of the hierarchies, then no, it shouldn't be hierarchies. We're all independent businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The promoters that de- dedicated to promoting shit, good. You're, you're a manager, fuck, you're good at lawyers, you're good at making sure I get paid more, that way you get paid more, like, yeah. you know, make sure I'm protected. Hell yeah. You're a trainer? Yeah, cool, let me see what you got. I'm the fighter. I do my business, mm-hmm. but we ultimately, our minds should be set like that. We're all businesses mm-hmm. making business together. 
pero no de que yo voy a hacer lo que tú digas porque tú eres el entrenador sí, sí. y tú eres el manager y tú eres el promotor y me tienes como pendejo toda mi vida. Right. You know, and, yeah. and comes to the, to the end of your career and, and you're left, done yeah. and these guys still making money, they're still promoting, they're still managing, they're still trainers. Something's got to change. I don't know if I, I'm not, probably not going to be the voice that does it, but I have so many ideas and so many things to say that I know I'm going to help a lot of fighters at least having some kind of... Um, Power. Like spark, yeah. Not enough power. You know what? Ultimately, I want for fighters and people to be happy. Estamos cagando fuera del hoyo in regards to that. We are not doing it right, telling boxers how to be happy. They want to be champions. You know why? Because they want to have a lot of money. You know why? Because they want to feed their families. Because they want to be happy. They want to travel. They want to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're willing to suffer. Sacrificate hoy. Because they want to be happy. We, all, we have this, this idea that right now we have to sacrifice ourselves, we have to suffer, we have to not say like a lot of stuff because happiness is over there. Yeah. At the end mm-hmm. of the championship. Mm-hmm. Pero sabes que, mijo, un por ciento llega a ser campeón, el resto no. Pero resulta, it comes out that, you know, the process sucks because estás sufriendo. Sí. You don't get to the ending that you expected, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it sucks too. Mm-hmm. Muy probable, very probable, because life is a domino effect. You're gonna, the rest of your life is going to be miserable, too, mm-hmm. right? So if we're able to t- tell boxers, one, that we can make businesses online now on being ourselves, yeah. two, get them, change the mental frame of how things should play, where boxers uh, are an entity of their own, and they're mm-hmm. a power of their own, mm-hmm. like promoters, alike. We're all entities. We all have our own power. Yeah. If we can change our men- mental uh, little things here and there, I think boxers ultimately will be much happier yeah. and people in general without feeling used, abused, mm-hmm. and ending their careers in misery. Yeah, and that's something that happens a lot in boxing, right? After, at the end of the career, it's like a lot, yeah. a good portion of the, uh, the uh, boxers that don't, don't have a whole lot. Is that what you think? Like, you normally understand that you're actually independent once you're out of the game because you find out that there is no insurance, there is no medical expenses after you're done with the sport, right? Where you are relying in these conglomerates with your promoter and stuff like that is that the case no most boxers rely on a dream of being the next canelo right Mm -hmm. right they go in depth no i want to go to campeon you know Mm -hmm. they put in deuda no estudian porque no puedo estudiar with a millionario yeah oh man it's una it's algo alguien los tiene que despertar despierten No, despierten. Y no lo digo, no lo digo como burlándome. Lo digo con amor y con cariño. Porque es injusto de que tengan que vivir una vida así cuando pueden ser mucho más felices entrenando todos los días de su vida. You know? So I came back to boxing basically of that because once I retired from boxing, um, it's been four years since that. And I went went through a a lot of hell. You know, I got divorced. Like a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Real bad. Pero gracias a Dios me pasó eso. Porque me ayudó a despertar en la vida. Y me ayudó a despertar en el boxeo. Y me, me ayudó a despertar en muchas cosas. Que le doy gracias a Dios. Que ahorita tengo ustedes para poder. So I can express myself. Mm-hmm. And express the knowledge that I got in these four years. That I know for a fact is going to change a lot of mentalities in boxing. Yeah. And it's going to help a lot of boxers. Be happy. It doesn't matter where they're placed in the higher in the in the level of achievement, because mm-hmm. we think the only achievement that is valid here is if you're champion. Todo eso de abajo vale madre para todos, yeah. you know. 
And that is so unjust. This mm -hmm. is stupid. Yeah. It's a stupid mentality. Yeah. And I think I that's one of the things that we talk about. Um, most people don't talk about the lows of yeah. a boxer, right? Everybody looks at the highs, the championships, mm. the wins, but nobody looks at the losses, right? Well, yeah, nobody looks at the losses. Y es, es raro. Cuando un boxeador gana, eh, él ganó. Cuando él pierde, cambia de entrenador. Yeah. ¿Por qué no? ¿Por qué no? Este. Cada quien es dueño de su vida. Right. El mm -hmm. que gana, ganó por sus huevos. Y el que perdió es porque hizo una cual. Yo no sé qué hizo. Mm -hmm. Que perdió, no se dedicó. O sí. simplemente perdió. ¿Por qué? Porque hay alguien mejor. No hay mm -hmm. un problema con eso. Mm -hmm. We think there's a problem with the idea of somebody better than you. He could be better than you at boxing, but I bet you right now Canelo is not better than me at rapping. I don't give a <laughs> fuck what anybody says. Do you still remember that Shit. rap? Of course yeah, I you do. Did. Yeah. Oh. Did I you want to pull it up? <laughs> we'll pull it up. <laughs> right, keep anyway, on. but yeah. Yeah, so you made your on. debut in what, 2001? Is that 2001, correct? yeah. All right, let me just say some names real quick for the people who may maybe never watch you fight or don't know who we're talking about here. In your second fight, you faced Isha Smith. Mm -hmm. Along the way, you faced Peter Manfredo Jr. twice, Arturo Gatti, Miguel Cotto, mm -hmm. Jesus Soto Caras, uh -huh. Jose Luis Castillo, That's right. Canelo Alvarez, uh -huh. and Sean Porter. That's right. Just so you know. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right? <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, now you know. That is a good list. And you know, and when I was fighting coming up, I didn't, I didn't think about it. I, I mm -hmm. thought it was, I, I'm telling you, it's that mentality that they tell you, if you're not champion, you're nothing. Right? So you have this whole history behind you that you should be so proud of. Yeah. That you should play with, too, as a business person, mm -hmm. you know? You should make businesses saying, hey, soy Alfonso Gomez. Right. Este, peleado con tal y tal y tal. Sí. Present yourself as, ah. Yeah. Pero nos dicen que no, que nomás el canelo, ser campeón, ser el chingón es lo que vale. Mm -hmm. Entonces, siempre nos tienen con esa mentalidad de que queremos ser eso. Y, um, no, estamos en una era nueva. I love mm -hmm. this new era. We are so lucky, and you guys are so lucky. I mean, you guys are doing it. You guys are doing exactly what boxers should be doing. You guys are, are boxing fans. You guys have a podcast, and it's going to grow because you guys have put in time in it. And eventually, you're going to get ads, and you're going to make a business out of this. And I applaud you for that because you're taking advantage of what boxers are not. Now, if we boxers, if me, Soto Caras, and I don't know who the hell is, <laughs> este, uh, Mauricio Herrera, and... Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Mm -hmm. Aquí en el área les digo, les es un pasque nosotros. Yeah. Se llena más que el de ustedes. Yeah. Yeah. Simplemente porque somos nosotros. Yeah. Pero no pensamos así. Mm -hmm. Estamos yeah. esperando que el, el promotor nos diga que vamos a pelear. You understand why I came back. Yeah. I just yeah. have so much to say and so much to help. In that sense. Yeah. You yeah, just have to yeah. tell those guys, like, hey, let's go get a beer and just bring him here. There you go. Ya está. 24 de modelos. Ya está. Yeah. Imagínate. Yeah. Mauri is going to be like, this isn't a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The word that you're saying a lot is um, mentality. Yeah. After you were done with those 2015, your last fight, you know how you had that mental edge being in the ring and then you were done with it. What did you end up doing substituting that when you were done with the sport? Because you still have that mental edge, right? Where sometimes when a professional sport and any other sports, they still have that mental edge, but they don't know how to use that energy after they were done with retirement. What did you end up doing afterwards with boxing when you were done? Well, that's the thing. We uh, Maybe, I mean, shit. Maybe that's why a lot of boxers go through what I went through, except yeah. that I was uh, able to, thank, thank to my parents and to God, you know, I was able to come out of it. 
we spend most of our lives, especially the ones that are start at 10 years old, like mm-hmm. I did, or eight, you know? Usually somebody telling us what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it, and this is what I thought. Since we're kids, especially because we're kids, we have our trainer, our coach telling us what yeah. to do. But come run at this time, haz esto, come esto. You're blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Pro, right? And then we, I guess, go to Olympics, we co- become adults in a sense, mm-hmm. but we're still told what to do. I mean, and this is not for all boxers, please. Don't don't get don't misunderstand me. There's a lot of boxers that are very mature, they're very intelligent, mm-hmm. and they don't have to go through these issues. I'm talking about the ones that do, and I feel this is the majority, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the Latino communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we become professionals, and then we have their managers telling us what to do, what not to do. Um, their trainers continuing to tell us how to train. We hire a nutritionist to tell us how to eat. And I understand each one has their own role. Um, role. their own role. Mm-hmm. But it seems like we're always waiting for them to right. tell mm-hmm. us what to do. Instead of know? educating ourselves. Rather yourself. educating ourselves yeah. as businessmen for our own company, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't have that. Huh? So we spend our rest of we finish fighting this well the majority of us do we finish fighting? Yeah, we want nuestra vida. Mm-hmm. We couldn't um, party, so we go party. Mm-hmm. Um, we go spend our money because yeah. we earned it. Um, they don't teach us about taxes, so yeah. fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So it's so, so stupid. This yeah. the way everything is played out. And then we end our career, and we're still waiting for someone to tell us what to do. Because mm-hmm. they've been programmed yeah. your whole life. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna, we, I'm gonna do that. You know, I don't know if this is what they go through, but it seems like this is what I went through. Mm-hmm. And, the, and how the, um, you see many fighters ending in misery yeah. and mm-hmm. poverty because this is how I felt yeah. like I went through. Mm-hmm. Like you're finally independent. You know what you're I mean? You're like, okay, yeah. now, nah, w- but you're an adult and right. you have kids. Yeah. You have a house, you have payments, you mm-hmm. have things. Mm-hmm. And you want to do something, but like, still waiting for somebody yeah. to tell you what to do. Yeah. I, right? was, th- I was talking to Steve Kim. Um, He's a senior journalist uh, at, I believe, ESPN. ESPN. And he was telling me about how certain boxers after retirement, that they start branding themselves. Uh, this is what, like, what is the new thing that they're doing now? They're branding themselves, the website, social media, everything. And then they're they're starting to uh, to train profe- like professional like doctors and surgeons and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they do have all you guys do have all that experience. Right. You guys well, are like. Th- that's exactly what I did yeah. in Long Beach, you know, hey. once I retired, mm-hmm. you know, and I went through a lot of shit, and I was like, okay, I'm going to make money now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I started training training people. Mm-hmm. It was weird at first, you know, like, um, to train, to be in that realm of uh-huh. training. And I love it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because I realize trainers don't know shit. Mm. <laughs> For real. Just be, I mean, yeah. Don't know. Don't know anything, actually. A lot of them, I mean, some of them didn't. Some, no, but the majority, they're just following a system that they learned. Mm. And right now, where are you training people right now? In Long Beach. In Long Beach, I'm still training at DG Boxing. So, shout out to all the students at DG Boxing. DG Boxing in Long Beach. And, uh, but uh, yeah, because I I don't know why I have the talent of um, being able to explain things to people Mm -hmm. and for them to understand me. (laughs) I've always had that. So when I when I needed to tell somebody that doesn't know anything about boxing mm-hmm. certain things, I had to break it down to, yeah. right, to like a child. Mm. And I was telling them things that nobody told me. I was like, wait a second, nobody told me this. Mm-hmm. And I realized why, because 
I created my own mental thing in terms of mathematics. Yeah, like all my movements, my boxing things, mm -hmm. and everything that has to do with me and my life has to fit in math. Has to make sense in geometry. Has to make sense in physics. Otherwise, I don't want to listen to it, and I don't care. If you can't convince me that way, then you don't convince me. So in boxing is basically that it's a whole bunch of math put together. So when I start explaining boxing to my students, they mm -hmm. love it, and they're able to understand it, because when you teach them math, math is numbers, it's, it's an infinite, and mm -hmm. they get excited about shit like that. Mm -hmm. If you teach them combinations, yeah. like if you only teach them certain things to repeat, that's all they repeat, and, it, become, and it becomes that's all they're gonna think, yeah. and it becomes boring. Mm -hmm. just repetitive repetitive yeah. it becomes like caps it caps mm -hmm. but if, when you're able to explain to them the boxing is like maths combinations and movements mm -hmm. rotations and you're able to build it together however you want mm -hmm. it becomes a game mm -hmm. of evolve yeah. and it becomes like oh and you start moving mm -hmm. backing up forward movement when he punches you timing it now you can you can play with time ups mm -hmm. and downs up tempos and down tempos so it becomes a game of infinite and it becomes really exciting. Yeah, that's what so that's the way I start teaching my students. Mm. I was like, dude, nobody taught me that. You know, mm. people told me taught me combinations. Yeah, just throw this and when you ask why, it's because I'm the trainer. Because that's law. Yeah. Because I'm the <laughs> trainer. Because I was champion. Because I was trained by the. I don't know what, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like uh, there's a lot, of, a lot, a lot more, a lot more space for improvement in men in boxing, in mentality, in um in acceptance in the way you a lot of stuff a lot of stuff i just you know i just want to be that voice so thank yeah. you guys i'm very yeah, excited it just sounds like you're putting yourself in a position where you're trying to train somebody besides just regular customers right but it sounds like you could be able to tr be a trainer for some professional fighters right now of mm -hmm. course that would be awesome but i uh, i think that would not play well you mm -hmm. know because for mm -hmm. example if i go to um sean porter mm -hmm. or uh, canelo or fighters that I fought, mm -hmm. or fighters that think that we're, you're a fighter, what the hell are you gonna teach me? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's gonna be hard to tell them what to do because they consider themselves at, my, at our same level. For some reason, they're able to accept an old trainer who has an old school thing, mm -hmm. and they, okay, maybe it's respect, like it's un señor, hay que yeah. respetarlo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pero si viene otro de tu edad, que tiene más, con yo tengo más conocimiento que tú, o que tú, y lo puedo decir, mm -hmm. y te lo puedo demostrar no lo aceptan, es más difícil. Yo mm -hmm. lo que quiero hacer ahorita es aplicarlo a mí mismo, mm -hmm. todo lo que estoy hablando. Mm -hmm. Por eso regresé. Uh, to apply it to myself. I, I keep switching it up. That's so cool, I, cool. I, what I want is to apply it to myself <laughs> and then, you know, be able to, 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 I guess, teach it in one way. Mm -hmm. uh, my students, they're sick. I love them. They're awesome. They're able to learn boxing so well. And I can't wait to, you know, to, to do a lot of stuff that's in my mind, to be able to teach it to fighters in terms of boxing, um, teach them about business, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of stuff. Taxes, <laughs> you can save for taxes, make sure you have insurance, um, you, you, you eating habits. Like I have so much shit to do, we can do like uh, Monday with Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because we have another fighter that, that comes on and he talks about that, how some, some of the youth now, they just wanna get to, to the riches and stuff and they don't educate themselves really like how the sport yeah. really is. And so, you know, fighters really have to yeah. pause a little bit to really educate themselves, you know, about, right. about these the thing. Mentioned. Why do we have to educate ourselves? How come there can be a system that educates us? Yeah. You know? Um, 
somebody that's out there trying to educate us. And you know, let me tell you why. Um, is it an old school mentality? Once I started getting my new mentality of boxing, mm-hmm. and this after I retired, I can't wait to show. I got not after I retired. It started. I started uh, developing this idea of boxing into math. Um, at the uh, two fights before I retired, which was Paredes mm-hmm. and then Kamagai. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching those fights and, f- and looking like somebody else and did them before those previous fights. Mm-hmm. It was it was more cleaner boxing, more cleaner movements. And I was so excited to keep developing because I had beat two fighters that were I was supposed to lose against. Mm-hmm. S- recently signed by Golden Boy. So, I was, you know, I, was g- I went there as an opponent and still came on top both times. Anyway... Because of problems that I'm sure I'll talk to later, but not right now. Uh, I decided to, eh, fuck it, fuck boxing. Mm. But now, after that, I developed this, this, this idea, I keep developing more of boxing and maths and stuff. So I can't wait to showcase it in, uh, in the ring and showcase it. So, so oh, yeah, I was going to explain this. Um, we have this mentality in boxing that you keep your secrets, right? Mm-hmm. So one day, um, Brian Castaño, uh, he was training at Legends Boxing, and I was mm-hmm. in a spar with him. In Norwalk, yeah. In Norwalk. And after sparring, I sparred with him. He's like, dude, y- you don't look fast at all, he said. But you're always hitting me. How do you do it? Timing. And I was so excited that he told me. I told him, oh, it's timing. And he said, but I'm fast. It's like, no, one thing's to be fast. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. I think to have good timing, I told him. And mm-hmm. I explained to him. You know, there's up tempos and down tempos, supposed to be in the up tempo. And I gave him this whole philosophy of why, of rocks above water and a whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's all with tempo. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll tell you what I told him. I said, okay, you always want to be above water, you know? A rock above water, why is, why is, why, why is a rock able to float above, above water? Kind of like Mayweather's impact. They're so... It's because they have a, they're, they're able to play with time much better, right? Mm-hmm. They're able to do this. Y la mayoría de los boxeadores, we're not rocks above water. No nos enseñan eso. We are rocks underwater. Mm-hmm. At two tempo. Mm-hmm. Bah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But you got Mayweather like, bah, with a different rocks above water, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be a rock above water. But if you want to be a rock above water, you gotta make sure you keep that shit yeah. for 12 rounds, homie. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you start losing that, yeah. you're gonna sink yeah. like any rock. Y cuando te metes con las rocas debajo, bato, cabrón, So I was explaining all this, you know, philosophies that I have. Mm-hmm. And my trainer, my dad, you know, I love my dad so much, but he's still old school. It's a mentality that I'm telling you about. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, ¿Por qué le dices? ¿Por qué? Mm-hmm. Sí, quizás pueda pelear contigo y vas a ver secretos tuyos. Mm-hmm. Y le dije, ¿por qué? Porque si le doy esa información en mi corazón, siento que lo va a hacer mejor boxeador. Yeah. Y si se hace mejor boxeador, aunque me gane a mí, right. va a ganar más dinero y le va a dar más a su familia mm-hmm. y va a ser mucho más feliz. Y eso me va a hacer mucho más feliz a mí saber de que algo que le dije va a hacer que este peleador sea más, mucho mejor. Uh-huh. Entonces a mí no me da, no tengo ningún problema decirle a cualquier boxeador que me pregunte, decirle toda la información que yo pueda darle para que sea más chingón, para que sea una mejor versión, mejor, mejor versión de sí mismo. Ah, uh-huh. oh, I'll go back. <laughs> I, I have no problem telling a fighter anything they want to uh, know because I really want them to be a best version of themselves. And if little things that I tell them are going to do that, hell yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Why would I want to keep something that's going to make you better? What kind of person am I? Yeah. What kind of person are you? Or you, yeah. right? Whoever is doing this. Yeah. You don't keep your secrets. Mm-hmm. I can make you so good. You give them away. Yeah. Imagine if everybody gave their the best secrets away in boxing. How bad as boxing will be <laughs> at this point? So you think most people Shh. don't, right? Yeah, of course. Because no. sometimes they, when they, I watch, so sometimes when I watch, I'm like, it, I think it's it's like the little things, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like most boxers don't really get to know those little things, like you said, like yeah. the rock thing, yeah, that no. analogy, right? It's mm-hmm. Because because boxers, but tr- because trainers, tell them nothing. don't know much, you know. Mm-hmm. Trainers, the much I feel like now, uh, because and I became a trainer and I, I started seeing both sides of it. Even though I didn't train the great superstars, it is the aspect of teaching something. You know, mm-hmm. when you realize you know, because yeah. what I knew before, I thought that was taught. I thought mm-hmm. somebody taught me that until I had to explain to somebody how to do it, and I realized nobody taught me. I was like, wait a second, how did I learn all these things? Maybe I'm blessed to learn it on my own. Maybe I was blessed to be with the lead fighters that taught me this somehow. Because, I mean, Canelo, I mean, has had to uh, had to absorb some kind of knowledge there mm-hmm. yeah. you know, with those things, with those trainings and those elite fighters. So, yeah, I c- c- came to realize that, you know, most trainers are only teaching what they were taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not teaching. They're not teaching their mind. They're teaching somebody else's mind. Mm-hmm. So how can I trust you that what you're telling me is true if it ain't true to you? It was true mm-hmm. to somebody at one point, mm-hmm. but it ain't true to you. Yeah. Right. I think every boxer somehow should have their own philosophy. It seems like everybody's playing the same game, because you know the uh, the. Uh, I mean, I love all, I love Mario, Mario, <laughs> and I love Freddie, and I love all the trainers. You know, mm-hmm. they know me, and I love them. Todos son chingones. Pero si Freddie está entrenando a todos las mismas combinaciones que Freddie sabe, y están peleando entre ustedes, you know? y están mm-hmm. esparreando todos, y, pero también el otro está entrenando lo mismo, porque es así. Llega el momento en que todos están entrenando, uh, it comes a point at one point where everybody's training the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you somehow expect certain things like, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And every, bo- and every boxer, for God's sakes, is dancing to a one, two, one, two, one, two. And I realized that many boxers can do one, two, two, two. They can throw the right hand three times in a row. Mm. It's very difficult. I saw you it's do it. It's incredible difficult. It's, it's incredible that it's incredibly difficult <laughs> yeah. for a boxer to be one, two, three, four, to throw four times his punch. Mm-hmm. Because at one point they'll come back to, oh, con izquierda otra vez, o el volado. Mm-hmm. And it becomes so repetitive and so... And so easy to figure mm-hmm. out at one point that I can't believe nobody has really figured it out. Yeah, that everybody's thing. moving against yeah. the same dance. Now, if you're able to create your own combinations and your own system because you're that badass at one point, you're on your own, there is no way that you are going to know how to handle that because you've never seen it before, right? So I don't know why I'm, I'm saying <laughs> all this. It's just coming into my head That's as great. I'm explaining to it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> But let me interrupt you real quick because yeah. you were talking about doubling up on, let's say, the right hand or tripling up on that right hand. I was watching your fight against Arturo Getty. That's something that I saw in that fight, right? I saw two or three straight rights to Getty. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that fight against a legend right. of the mm-hmm. sport, Arturo Getty? Um, that was an amazing moment. Uh, 2007? 
-hmm. it was crazy because many years before that i remember con watching constantly the Gotti Ward yeah. fight. Mickey Ward was actually in his corner for that fight. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> well, he was even, even crazier, right? Uh, the, uh, the way life works. And I, remember I watched that fight over and over. It was just bad. It was just cool. Round seven for it. people, if you guys want to watch a yeah. sick round, round seven. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I just couldn't stop watching it. And then many years later, they tell me, oh, you're going to fight Arturo Gatti. <sighs> wow. My idol. I'm going to fight my idol. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've always dreamed about was having the fight of the year. I thought to me it was going to be like a great this is thing. It. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh my God, this is it. I want to have fight of the year finally. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure your preparation for that fight might have been different from other fights, right? Given the fact that's the, the mindset you're going in, this might be the fight well, of the year. Well, yeah. I mean, I trained hard for it. I, I wanted to do, f I, I saw a lot of the things that he did uh, repeated a lot. Mm -hmm. So I try to work for that things. But I remember many insta instances in the fight, you know, where because he seemed to be boxing me. He didn't want to brawl with me. Mm. He changed his game. He thought that. In my mind, I thought oh. I was going to have a badass fight of the year. <laughs> For real. So yeah, I was excited. goes by the year. Yeah, there you go. So, but there were instances when we started, like, exchanging, maybe yeah. for, like, one, two, three or second. I swear to you. At that moment, like, it's going to happen. Is what I thought. It's going to happen. I'm right there in the middle of the un scene. Underwater, huh? Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. He said, yeah. And then he went back up. He was trying to box me. I was like, oh, dude, dude, dude. Like, maybe three or four times in the whole seven rounds that it lasted, it, there was those moments where I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. Those, like, ah, with a gold crown. Yeah, was, yeah. Wow. And, like. Al Bundy moments. I don't know. It didn't happen. But it was very glorious. I mean, the way I, I ended his career. Mm. Um, I will always remember as the guy that ended the Arturo legendary Gotti's career. I will always be attached to that. I think they did like a documentary on HBO or something. I guess they mentioned me and they put my yeah. my face there. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty mm -hmm. cool stuff. My idol, I had to defeat him. Mm -hmm. uh, what does that feel like? It feels mm -hmm. cool, I guess. You know, it's part of the story. I'm so ex yeah, I have an amazing story to tell. Like mm -hmm. I fought my own idol and I defeated mm -hmm. him and retired him. Damn. Were there know? any words exchanged at the end of the bout? between you guys well actually after we went to drink you know after we got stitched up yeah i saw it yeah. wow we have a few <laughs> drinks we talked told him how much how badass it was to fight him and mm. all that stuff yeah what did he say to you no that i'm a good fighter that he didn't expect me to be so tough interesting that um you know the idea of the game is for them to to look for an easy fighter for Gotti, you know because and that's what everyone thought about me since the beginning Peter Manfredo and the contender. I mean, they picked me in the contender because they thought, oh, this guy, this guy, this guy, like many others, could be fed to Peter. Mm. Right? So, so Peter like, was there to Yeah, to Ishii win? Smith. You mentioned Ishii Smith. Mm -hmm. Dude, Obando. I mean, everybody in boxing back in my era, I'm sure you guys remember him. <laughs> Obando was this manager from, you know, Central America. He was corrupted. He was the worst. But guess what? We landed there because we were like, hey, manager. manager. Mm -hmm. Take me in. Yeah. The first fight, keep switching it up, man. The first fight, um, he got me a fight in Indio okay. against a, a, a guy who was training with the Diaz. So he was a local kid. Mm -hmm. He had six, six wins, two loss, and it was my pro debut. I don't know how I won that fight because we un <laughs> I understand now how the game works. You fight in a local fighter. In their hometown, yeah. In their hometown. And yeah. he had the Diaz in his corner. It was, you know, the guy. Mm -hmm. He dropped me in the first round. 
Oh. You know? And I still won the fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. yeah. The second fight, Orlando tells me, hey, we have, have a 400, uh, like in three weeks, it was a three week fight. Uh-huh. Una de you know, 500 dollars or 600. It was a piece of shit money. <laughs> 600 bucks. Y pues, que fuck, no compo dinero. <laughs> Con quien? Uh, es, un, es un güerito, it's a, it's a white boy. He's two wins, two losses. His name is Ishay Smith. You know, I guess boxer wasn't hot back then either. Back in, <laughs> nine, back in the era, right? Okay. So we go to Las Vegas at uh, uh, Orleans Casino or, mm-hmm. to fight for the guy for Ishi Ish- Ish- Smith. So when I see Ishi Smith, he is not white. He's not white. Right? He's, He's definitely not white. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't 2 and 2. Yeah, he, he was 3 and 0. 2 and 0, yeah. 2 and 0, 3 and 0. He was undefeated. So I'm like, hell no, dude, you lied to us. You know, porque tenga miedo, I'm not afraid. He's like, don't fucking, you just lied yeah, to us. Yeah. Like, how do you expect me to feel that you lied to me and we still have to take? And he says, well, if you don't do, you're assigned for the fight. If you don't do it, you're going to be banned from boxing. Right. Literally, he said this. How stupid can we, how stupid yeah. was I, dude? And that wasn't, how stupid, yeah, that's how not. stupid were we? Like, you're going to be banned from boxing forever. Dang. And I'm like, fuck. Guess what, dude? You fought. We, yeah, I fought. I fought the fight. I mean, it's in the record. Mm-hmm. And they took a point away. And they distributed. I started getting into the body shots. Uh, and Ishi, yeah, the, the, the fight is in, in, in you. So you guys can watch it. You guys can judge it. Ishii Smith against Gomez. And I felt like I won the fight. But you know how he plays. They took a point away. It's a four-round fight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he gets yeah. the victory. But all my life, I've been like that. You know, I fought Acosta. And you got the records. Yeah. I fought like four undefeated fighters. They started, they started nicknaming me, the titling me, the newspaper, um, the executioner of the undefeated yeah. at one point. Because <laughs> I had to fight Santos. He was 6-0. and mm-hmm. And then Amesqua was 9-0. And I started just kicking ass. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm not even that athletic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you have moments where, like, in a regular time, like, even, like, right now or tomorrow or yesterday, where you just wander around and you're thinking about the flashbacks from what happened in your past in boxing? Like, there's moments where you just think about the past? Like, you're uh, at the grocery store or you're something yeah, like that? No, nah, not really. You see a like pear up there in the fruit <laughs> aisle? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly what I'm talking about. Don't ring the the bell because you're done. Right? (laughs) Nah, not really. Mm -hmm. Nah, I just, you know, I'm very grateful for the career that I've had. I didn't realize how good it was until I got out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of things good with boxing that I love. There's a lot of bad things with boxing that... um, yeah, not that yeah. I wish I could change or I wish it could change, that I wish people would understand that they, they're there. Mm-hmm. Because when in g- the general consciousness knows that it's the problem and it's there, mm-hmm. then somehow the, the solutions finds itself too, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, so good stuff. Right now we're in a new era. I'm excited mm-hmm. uh, for whatever is happening. You know, it, f- it feels like, the Gomez from before suddenly is trying to be like an influencer online. <laughs> it's just like, like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to do that. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to be one of the very first boxer influencers. You know? There you go. Um, you, I don't understand why you got teenagers and fat <laughs> fat guys in front of playing video games in front of the computer on YouTube mm-hmm. earning millions and thousands of yeah. dollars. Right? Yeah. Being influencers. Mm-hmm. When you got real hard-working athletes that could be influencers yeah. 
and earn much more money and be self-sufficient mm -hmm. right so yeah so that's why i'm doing this dude i'm literally trying to um pave the way and, and try to teach fighters i want to make a lot of mistakes and i want to mess up a lot but uh like i say we have power right here with social media we have yeah. power with all these connections um at one point the whole the whole system is going to shift from terrestrial television and radio whatever the hell is happening now into online only yeah you know mm. it's not even it's it's a balance mm -hmm. still people don't perceive that we're in the future already right you either complain about it you adapt to it or yeah. you adapt to it and mm. i feel like a lot of people are complaining about it interesting i remember back in my day back in my day <laughs> there you go you know there's business yeah. um, let me tell you like there's restaurants opening right now right mm -hmm. for example there's restaurants that are just buying table doing the regular everyday restaurant type of shit and there's restaurants that understand that we're in the future that they're making sure they have charger dogs yeah. at their tables right they're making sure they have wi-fi available you know they're, they have they're making sure maybe they have their menu where they you can swipe they your can menu swipe, you can pay with you your can pay with your car right here mm -hmm. these guys are the type of businesses you want to do you're gonna start you, having filters now you, in there now so. boxers out there this for you guys if you have a business of boxer mm -hmm. do not try to build a business like it was built back in 1919 because mm -hmm. it is 2019 build it like it's tomorrow you yeah. know don't complain about the internet don't waste for, don't waste so much time just wiping or liking or comments a stupid thing make a business out of it people yeah. why is why are teenagers and and stupid people making business and making millions out of it you know, mm -hmm. I don't say stupid people, but I mean, we got somebody just playing video games all day and they're making money. They're not stupid. They're smart. Yeah, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you got boxers out there who have 20,000 followers. I only have 2,000 followers. You know, mm -hmm. I'm trying to grow more and more. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be an influencer with, with 2,000 followers. Mm -hmm. What kind of insane guy am I? <laughs> I'm a guy that believes what he's saying you yeah. know, and I'm working towards it. Mm -hmm. But you got guys that have much more, yet they're not utilizing that to make more money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, hopefully yeah, little by little, yeah. interview by interview, people will get a perspective mm -hmm. of what's going on in reality is going on in boxing. Uh, yeah, I know after this, people are gonna start listening to me because yeah. it's real what I'm telling you. You know, mm -hmm. you guys had questions about how the boxing game works, why this is happening, why this is happening. Well, I can tell you why it's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, why did this judge vote for him? Did he get paid? No, he didn't get paid. <laughs> that doesn't exist, guys. I'll I'll kill the myth right now. I'm gonna kill the myth right now. <laughs> Nobody gets paid in boxing to mm. fall. Nobody gets paid to judge mm. extra for another fighter. That's not what the way the system works. This is how it works. All right. Okay, let's play this game. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> all right. I am Golden Boy. All right. Mm -hmm. Sounds judge, about right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you say Boy. <laughs> okay, you're a judge one, you're judge a judge two. two, you're a judge three, right? That just don't say yeah. I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and I have my fighters in a fight, right? Okay. Canelo. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to fight this other dude named GGG. Cool. Right? Mm -hmm. um, so I hire you. You're going to be the hottest fighter of the year. Judge one, judge two, right? And then the fight happens. Bah, 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 bah. The fight is close. Mm. Everybody's thinking, I know Triple G. I know Triple G, right? Y todo mundo vio que ganó Triple G. But, you know, Judge One, who gets paid by Golden Boy, mm -hmm. a lot of money, the yeah. hottest fighter of the year, scores for Canelo. Yeah, Canelo. Oh, somebody's going to get hired again. Uh. <laughs> I scored it 118, 111. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> this guy over here is scorching for Canelo. Okay, somebody's gonna work again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And over here, Judge DeLuca. No, sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> saying names now. <laughs> no, I don't know. Why, I don't know what it's sounding in my head. Uh, it sounds it, cool, right? Sounds cool. Yeah. Sound, yeah. I, <laughs> I swear to God, I heard uh, Michael Buffer saying Judge DeLuca. DeLuca. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm telling you those memories. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. That's HBO. Um, he's corset real because he's very honest, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> But there's gonna be a rematch, and I'm the one setting up everything again. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna call you, homie. Right. I mean, I didn't pay. I didn't pay him to judge, right? But you just understand how the game works. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you how the game works. Yeah. Good job. And I might not hire you, you know, not because you're too honest or nothing, mm-hmm. because you don't understand that game works. <laughs> it, our game. It's a game. No, it's not our game. It's a game. Life is a game. Mm-hmm. When you go get when when uh, the the boss tells you to be there on time. It's not that he's paying you extra to be there on time. I mean, you get there late and still pays you the same. It's mm-hmm. principle. But probably I'm not going to hire you at one point anymore, right? Because you're not playing the game, mm. all of you. So no boxer gets paid like that. Now that doesn't happen, judges. No, it's just whoever understands how the game works, we'll you better more, play it. We'll get more or, or, you know, just get, get out of here. You don't mm. play the game right. You mm. know, this is a game. We're playing a game of money. Golden Boys, the sponsors, everybody's paying millions of dollars games. If you don't know how to play the game, you cannot be part of it. It's not my fault, right? Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. It's, it's nobody's fault. It is what it is. It's, it's math. <laughs> you know, it's math. One, one mm-hmm. equals two. So, yeah, nobody gets paid. You know, that was a myth. You know Teddy Atlas, by any chance? Teddy Atlas? Yeah. Yes, I know I know Teddy okay, Atlas. Teddy. Yeah, he has the saying that boxing begs to be corrupt. Yeah. Begs to be corrupt. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I think it's not the <coughs> boxing back to be corrupt. It's people back to be mm, corrupt. Yeah. Boxing is so un-overseen. Yeah. It's crazy. No governing body. Nothing, nothing. No, yeah. Nobody oversees boxing. Boxing has its own gods and they rule it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it doesn't beg to be corrupt. It just, it's not overseen. Yet if we as humans understood that we are, we're supposed to be good. We're supposed to be loving. We're supposed to be caring. Mm-hmm. Which I understand we don't. <laughs> but if, right? Yeah. I mean, if we push further for that, we wouldn't need so many things like that. So, like I said, you know, um, we're in an era where boxing does not need to depend mm-hmm. on anybody no more like we used to before. We do need promoters because we're promoting fights. Mm-hmm. So stu- we need marketers to market. I mean, we need everybody. Yeah. But things, mentalities have to change, mm-hmm. you know, in one yeah. way or another. Uh, I guess you've seen how I reached out to I on my own one day I decided you know what I'm gonna come back to mm-hmm. boxing yeah. and I want to do it through the people watching yeah. me yeah. you know with their help I want to get their opinion yeah. these people are paying thousands of dollars and never, they don't have a say ever mm-hmm. give them that opportunity why not yeah. I think I'm in a position thank God for me to ask them to, for me to call out Omar Chavez something's happening call Pepe Gomez uh, and make something happen mm-hmm. you know and we can work together and this is a mentality I'm telling you about oh mm-hmm. shit I didn't wait for nobody. I did it on my own mm-hmm. because we have that ability. Yeah. And I want to show that it's possible. Yeah. Now, am I going to fight at the MGM on like the big date? Like, probably not, mm-hmm. you know, because that's already something happening. Yeah. But I did something on my own and I'm going to be so happy and so gracious. And s- then it, and it's the very first one. I can't wait to the second one and the third one and yeah. more and more and, and evolve into this. Yeah. Right? To your point, you did say uh, boxing is not as regulated. That is 
that is a detriment, but at the same time, it could be a little blessing in disguise. The, w- the reason I say this is because, like, NBA is so regulated that, you know, basketball players, coaches, they can't message each other for, you know, that, that could be, but you guys can do that. You guys with social wait, media wait, wait, now. Wait. NBA is so regulated that players and coaches cannot message each other? Like, they can message, but they can't talk about trades or, or you know, because that would be like tampering, right, Gio? Yeah, so you can't <laughs> uh, recruit a player from another team, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Sorry, I don't know much <laughs> about sports, but I, look, I don't but, I, but I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. Boxing is so um, unregulated, unregulated that I've invited friends to you know uh, to be part of boxing mm-hmm. in a way because they have a brand, and next thing you know they're able to like grow, you know, like oh shit, yeah, you know. I'll, I'll give you an example. I don't know if you heard of Sombra Perro, you know, my friend Joe Chavez. Uh, he decided I want. He had a shirt company. Free plug. So right. a shirt company is like, yeah, hey, I want to, you know, do shirts and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. all right, do a shirt for me. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll plug you in. Mm-hmm. All you got to do, I told him, so unregulated, all you got to do is go there with me. Let's wear a shirt, create a few shirts for a few fighters and give it to them. You, th- you think they'll wear it? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is not <laughs> the NBA. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pon tu puestito right there. Yeah, pon tu puesto. I got a shirt. I got a shirt for you too. La Don't neta, worry. Yeah, I got la you. neta. Pon tu puesto. Hey, boxing yeah. is like that. Yeah. Pon tu puesto fuera de las peleas ahí en el, um, en el Quiet Canyon yeah. o lo que sea. Así de fácil. Yeah. Pero haz eso en la NBA como dices o en NASCAR uh-huh. o no, jamás. So, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. We can yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's overall, it's a more blessing than curse. Mm-hmm. Because that unregulation allows you to explore way more options, options yeah. and opportunities mm-hmm. than the NBA. Mm-hmm. And if you understand how big boxing is, that is the, the richest athletes in the world are boxers. Yeah. Right. Two or three at the top mm-hmm. are boxers. Imagine how much money is in boxing. Yeah. It's unregulated. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Let's be smart, fighters. Yeah. Let's be smart, amigos. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like something I haven't noticed is uh, obviously like we're we're like independent media, so we go to the fights or workouts. Yeah. I would like to see like a boxer do that and like spin it. That'd be dope. Yeah, that would yeah. be sick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I yeah. mean, and that's one of the things I'm gonna, I'm gonna start going to more fights. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I have access to backstage. Why? I don't know. I just yeah. know I'm so lucky, mm-hmm. right? So I'm gonna utilize utilize that for uh, extra extra content, you know, yeah. more right. private content type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I wanna be one of the very first boxer influencers yeah i don't mm-hmm. care about being a ch- champion yes i want to be a champion the whole idea yeah it works yeah. out in my head but what excites me more is being this new entity in boxing mm-hmm. that when they remember alfonso gomez they yeah. you know they, when they invite me they're not inviting me because i was a contender mm-hmm. they invited me because you know and i'm amazing. making i'm making an impact in yeah. the sport mm-hmm. i'm making an impact in boxers mm-hmm. yeah that's why they invited yeah. me not because i was a contender guy yeah. so that excites me more than being the fighter that's going to be try to be champion, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Something <coughs> that we talk a lot about here about fighters having following is you have to be entertaining. So not just inside the ring, but like outside right. personality. And you do have, you know, <laughs> one one clip where you I was yeah. like, man, he's, he's cool. I like that. Do you Wait mind if we play for you? Yeah, play yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, they should have a screen for you, too. <laughs> what oh, yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> Not gonna copyright us, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Luna. Luna. That was my name before. Otra vez. Otra vez. <laughs> my performance. Vez. 
No estás para saberlo, ni yo para contarlo, pero el sabor de la derrota, tú vas a probarlo. <risa> en vivo y en directo, te tiro y te conecto, los tiros y los rectos, para quitarte lo que te fue regalado. Ya se puso rojo, está enojado, lávate la cara, estás todo manchado, él no es de Jalisco, es de Colorado. ¿Le entendieron? <risa> Gracias Dios por escuchar mi voz. Cuando te pedí canela para arroz con leche del CMB, porque se me ven las ganas de ganarle al bebé. Sí, celebraré con mi mariachi, que en el Staples Center le llegaré a Archie. En inglés, you better fucking watch me. Otra vez. Bars. Bars, yeah. In English, we call that bars. Yeah, I know, bars. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I uploaded one de este, con el de Chávez. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, you yeah. have a YouTube channel? Eh? Uh, no, YouTube channel? Yeah, or pero casi no lo uso. It was on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Instagram, yeah. All right. Instagram. Plug your Instagram. What's your Instagram for the people who listen? Oh, El Gomez Boxing. Guys, follow me. Um, I'm not really an entertaining guy. I'm just kind of like a crazy guy. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I rap, I sing. That's pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. That was good. That was you impressive. know, I have a lot of ideas, philosophies, like, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, follow me if you are a boxing fan. Um, also, you know, uh, I'm giving the opportunity, like no other fighter before, to really guide me through my return to boxing. Mm -hmm. You know, basically, uh, it started f a month ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, just one day I woke up and said, you know what? I want to come back to boxing because I've been yeah. thinking about it. I want to come back right. to boxing, mm -hmm. but man, me daba una hueva hacerlo como siempre. <laughs> you know, because what? Because I did try it. I mean, I tried to go the, the, to the contender auditions like a year ago, mm. and uh, maybe two or three times I've been trying to come back to boxing, mm -hmm. but it always seemed like I was trying to do it the same way as always. Mm. Then my Dana comes back, mm. and everybody tells me, "Hey, my Dana, que ya regresó." Right, right. Y pesaba 200 sé, libras y no sé qué tanto. Y en mi mente, en mi mente ya, yeah, pero él regresó como regresan todos. Y you no know, se mm. me hace como que todos regresen igual. Le dicen, oh, voy a regresar. And they set up everything for you, you know? Yeah. Y ya tú nomás entrenas y peleas. Pero sigues siendo, no sigues teniendo el control. Sigues dándole la batuta. Oh, you still giving the, um, the power to mm. other people. Ah, ok. Right? I see. So I said, okay, I'm going to come back to boxing and excited me when I got the idea mm -hmm. with the help of people without that really having to call my tr manager and train. I'll call my manager because mm -hmm. I need him. Mm -hmm. But that's going to happen. That's going to happen when everything's said. Like, let's, mm -hmm. let's say uh, Pepe and I already set up something. Um, then I'll be like, okay, okay, Gary, you know, um, I already spoke to Pepe. This is what we have set up. This is how much money. Uh, blah 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 but this is what i want can you make sure everything's correct can you ask for more can you find out uh how much they're getting from the television network because he, he calls the networks and finds out how much money they're getting okay yeah. no and he negotiates his shit right yeah. his thing he does his thing mm -hmm. but i'm doing mine yeah. you know on my own and i feel excited about yeah, it like and what, I'm, what excites me more is that people are, are are being involved in this yeah you know i say who do you guys want me to fight literally i said this you can go back trace it like a month ago And people started mentioning fighters. I said, be realistic, too. <laughs> Don't just say Canelo, because that's irrealistic. Mm -hmm. Be realistic. Who can that's I fight? So look at my dinner. So they mentioned a lot of Omar Chavez. Sí. Who, you know, they mentioned a few fighters. Mm -hmm. Brandon Rios, Victor Ortiz. Inocente Alvarez, Maromerito Paez. Yeah. <laughs> they mentioned fighters, right? Mm -hmm. 
and all of that, uh, then four came up with the most, and then I did a poll. Mm -hmm. I said, all right, guys, out of these four, who are the names? Yeah. What do you guys think? And out of that, Omar Chavez started like, mm. cuando quieras, no tienes que hacer polls y la fregada. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yeah. They think I'm doing this to aggravate them or to, no, mm -hmm. they don't know it's a game. You know, as soon as he said that, I said, yes. Y agarro el gancho. Sí, right? claro. Le sigo, pero no me olvido de los otros. Mm -hmm. Y hablé con, uh, y hablé con este inocente. Sí. He's bien caballero ese vato. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to take a snap of the conversation and say, este sí es caballero, cabrón. <laughs> So, hablé ya con Pepe, sí. estamos hablando y eso, estamos haciendo los negocios, mira, y no es de que estoy hablando mal de las personas, estoy haciendo un negocio, sí. ya, eh, puedes ver también en, las, en mis videos que ya empezaron muchos de mis amigos y mis fans a hablarle mal a ellos, ya acepta la pelea, no seas culo, le dije, mira, ah, tranquilos, you guys are team Gomez, we are not like that, sí. we are a different type of boxing team. Mm -hmm. We are the type of boxing team that goes into the opponent's website and tells them, te deseo un buen día, mm. espero entrenes duro, and sí, you sí. become closer to the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the type of team we are, you know? Mm -hmm. So do not insult them. If I'm doing what I'm doing, it's because I'm doing a business here, mm -hmm. you know? So How the dogs are going to bark if I don't rattle the cage a bit, yeah, you yeah. know? So what, what weight would you come at back at? 154? Uh, 154, I want to yeah. come back 154, mm -hmm. but, you know, everything's... It's manageable. Yeah. You know, especially with Omar Chavez. I mean, yeah. there's fighters to fighters. When you, like, if they ask me, 160, GGG, I'd be like, no, anyway. <laughs> es un uh, peso, es un perro. Yeah, because yeah. even on the contender, you were undersized for a lot of those guys, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Sí, pero ese era otro loco yo. <laughs> era más arriesgado. Yo soy bien arriesgado. También te me dices, estás bien loco, eres bien arriesgado. You're too risky. You're crazy. Yeah. And it's been a blessing and a curse, mm -hmm. you know? It's yeah. been a blessing, like the contender taking risks. Been a blessing, like just going for it and being boom out there. Yeah. But it's been risky too. I've lost a lot of stuff. You know, mm. and shit. It's just my yeah. life. What's the timetable when you want to come back? September. <laughs> want to come back in September? It, w it was a six-month time frame. Mm -hmm. I actually thought to myself, if I were to come back, it'd probably take me like six months. Cause man, I've been doing crazy right. shit. And um, and then it coincided with being September. Fiestas Patria, sí, like, really? and then it yeah. started building in my head. <laughs> it's funny, dude, I'm telling you, guys, it's so easy. You just get an idea in your head, and you just go for it. So okay. I got this idea in my head. I said, you know what? I want to come back to boxing. Gonna, I'm going mm -hmm. to aim for Vegas, September 14th, because mm -hmm. that's the hottest Vegas. day of the year. Yeah. That's the hottest day of the year. That's the um, the hottest place or the hottest day, like, really, yeah. Vegas? Yeah. So you're telling me a, a retired fighter come who is irrelevant in boxing, one day wakes up and decides that he wants to fight in six months. The hottest day of the year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go for it, right? And if mm -hmm. it can happen, great. Now, is it going to happen? I don't know, because the way things are playing out, mm -hmm. I mean, I can go for that. I can push See. it for that. <coughs> and the way I would push it is I would try to fight Canelo's brother and try to get on the undercard of that thing. That would be good. Somehow. Yeah. Or maybe not that. One day before at the Hard Rock, you know? Yeah, on Friday. Mm -hmm. On a Friday night. Shit. Mm -hmm. Who gets to do that? That's a yeah. power. I could do that. <laughs> And it could happen, mm -hmm. but things seem to play now more towards Chavez, you know? Mm. So, okay, maybe now I'm thinking a week after the uh, Canelo fight mm -hmm. to use that promotion in Cancun, uh -oh. hey. Chavez, Gomez, like, all right. So these are things that we can create on our own yeah. with this little puppy. Yeah. All you got to do is this. You, if you understand the power you guys have, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and me, me, I mean, I'm telling you, 
if I had this knowledge when I was like up here, yeah. when I was fighting the Canelo and like, woo, fuck, man. man. Yeah. The story would be different. I don't have yeah. that knowledge. I have this knowledge when I decided to come back from zero, mm-hmm. and which makes it much more interesting, actually. Because mm-hmm. when you're up here and you want to create something big, X, get fancy. But okay, you know, be irrelevant in boxing. Let's go for it. It's been already a month. I'm pretty relevant now. I mean, you know, people mention my name now. Mm-hmm. You guys are interviewing me. Everything's a business evolving yeah. little by little, and I'm so excited about yeah. it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I would love to see the Ortiz fight down the, down the road, I think. <laughs> well, I was going to fight Victor Ortiz uh, at one point. Uh, when was it? Uh, many years ago. And I broke my wrist. Ah. Uh. Like uh, maybe like a month before mm-hmm. the fight. So that sucks. That fight never happened. Yeah. But it would really be cool, excited. I wrote Victor Ortiz. I told mm-hmm. him, hey, Vic. Um, <laughs> I can't want to say it. Kyle way. Nah, te voy a decir lo que le dije. Y lo voy a decir solamente para que llegue a sus oídos para ver si se hace. Mira, se metió en problemas ese cabrón. Ahorita sigue siendo para la gente de dinero, los güeros, los que mueven las cosas acá, sigue mm. siendo un riesgo. Mm. Su nombre sigue siendo una liability. Mm-hmm. ¿Entiendes? Muchas mujeres les encanta el box. Y cuando saben lo que hizo este vato, que no les caiga tanto. Es una liability. Ahorita no va a ser tan fácil que nomás consiga una pelea porque, por sus huevos. Si no, mm-hmm. tiene que ser algo muy importante. Entonces le dije, hey, ahorita como estás en esta situación, va a ser difícil que te consigan algo. ¿Cómo está tu situación promocional? ¿Te sacaron? Porque una cosa así, yeah, de que te rompan el contrato, no quieren asociarse uh-huh, contigo. Uh-huh. ¿Te sacaron? Quiero saber para poder pro- proceder. Si no sé si tienes... Con- Pero no me contesta. Pero es la realidad de las cosas. A mí todos ocupamos ayuda y ser honestos. Uh-huh. Pero te digo lo que está esperando él. Está esperando que su manager le hable y le diga, oh, va a haber pelea en este día con este promotor. Pero va a tu ponerse a entrenar y pelear. Uh-huh. Se acabó esa mentalidad, tiene que cambiar. Tú eres tu propio... Ja- eres Víctor Ortiz, por Dios. Hiciste yeah. películas con Estalón. Yeah. Cabrón, yeah. si no tienes contrato, yo, yo, tú, el Omar Chávez y el otro cabrón, el Maromerito, hacemos un, un torneo. Un torneo. Yeah. En México o donde sea. Dos gringos, dos pochos y dos mexicanos. <risa> Pónganse a pensar, vato. Yeah. Like, dude, we can make this or no. Pero, yeah. ay, es difícil despertarlo y es que tengan esas ganas que yo tengo. Mm-hmm. Quizás porque tienen mucho que perder. Sí. Yo no tengo nada que perder. Mm-hmm. Entonces yo sí me aviento. Mm-hmm. Avent- yo me aviento a hacer lo que tengo que hacer. Yeah. Y lo que tengo que hacer por mí mismo, para dejar algo, algo en la historia. Ya, yeah. yeah, man. Ah, cómo me emociona. Yeah. Me emociona <laughs> todo. I'm very passionate, dog. Yeah, so we call, we call fights. Um, yeah? Usually, what, four to eight rounders that all. I can't quite, quite, quite yeah, can't yeah. play. We do ringside commentary for All-Star Boxing. Oh, yeah. so. Yeah, that's cool. Nino's we're and we're yeah, we're calling the fights this Friday. Oh, yeah. wanna pelear in the Quiet Canyon? Yeah, I'm just pelear. So. What are, what are some of your favorite spots to fight? Cause look, let me, I, I wrote a list down of like some of the cities that you fought at yeah. or some of the venues. Imagínate. Pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. People don't know. I'm telling yeah. you, people don't know. People don't know. <laughs> you fought at Staples Center here in That's LA. Right. You Staples fought at the Boardwalk Hall, Atlantic City, New Jersey. You fought at the Home Depot Center. Mm-hmm. Changed names a couple yeah. times, but yeah. uh, you fought at the MGM Grand, Caesars Palace, Cowboy Ma- Stadium, Cowboys Mandalay Stadium. Bay, Mandalay Bay, Hawaii, Hawaii, the UK, Dang. the O2 Stadium of the right. UK. Yeah. So, what are some of your favorite spots? Man, Vegas is always fun. Yeah. I love Vegas. 
Wow, man. Which one was my favorite part? Man, nobody is, see, I like this type of questions. This is badass. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you were so programmed to answer questions that yeah. I'm witty at it. Now you ask a question, <laughs> it's a curveball. I'm like, wow. Mm. I don't know, man. They're, uh, or would you like to make a new favorite spot? You mentioned Cancun. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, it's about, it's about creating a business that's going to make you, um, people are so unhappy because they do stuff they don't love. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Eight hours of our day is sleeping. Eight hours of our day is working. Mm-hmm. And our day is leisure. It's already 24 hours. Those are eight hours a day. I'm just trying to think about <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I should have very good at it, but fuck it. You know? So eight hours of one third of your life, you're spending on something, but usually mm-hmm. the majority on somebody else. And that is so frustrating, I'm, I'm sure. And so, yeah. so, like, so bad. And the reason we do that is because we, we just, I don't know. It, we're afraid of doing what we want. Yeah. We're afraid of uh, what others might think. Yeah, I think some some people are comfortable, or they're comfortable. Afraid, they're afraid of. They're more of co- change. Yeah, they're afraid of change. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of things, you mm-hmm. know, and all, all these places. But the reality is that they're unhappy because they're doing the work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, so. For me, you know, I'm really excited when this is happening, the boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable right now. Uh, but I just would be much more happier. I'm a, I, maybe I just mature. I don't even know what the mm-hmm. hell happened. <laughs> that I just want to be able to give knowledge yeah. and of to help people be happier and mm-hmm. find love and just, you know, be happy, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I found that. I realized that. I realized three keys to be happy already, you know, and it's funny, you know, because that is like a, not, not my quest, it just happened to mm-hmm. be like, oh, this is what you need for happiness. Number one that I found for happiness is understanding and really believing in your heart, like living a lifestyle of knowing that you cannot control anything that happens outside of you. Mm. Nothing. You can only control how you perceive it. I suggest you always perceive it in the positive way. Because God is so justo, so perfect. You know, the system is so perfect that for every negative sensation or feel you have of any situation, mm. God gives you the equivalent in um, positive. Imagínate Dios que nomás te dé negativo y no te dé oportunidad de ver lo positivo. Eso es injusto. Mm-hmm. Right? It cannot be like that, right? Mm-hmm. You understand this. It's impossible. Like a balance. Mm-hmm. It's a Can't balance. lose them so, all. Right. So, <laughs> with that said, and that means that for every negative situation that I'm going through sí. that's generating this, there's positive. I just got to look for it. Yeah. So, yeah, understanding one, you cannot do nothing outside. You can only understand how you perceive it, perceive it the positive way. Number two, giving without expecting anything in return. Mm. Oh, mm. my God. <gasps> Such a wonderful feeling, dude. Yeah. So blessing. When you give and you give, you don't expect anything back. It's amazing. Now, let me give you an example of three people. There's three people right here, mm-hmm. right? But these people are the type of regular people like oh, me, you know? Yo te doy, pero cuánto me das tú, mm-hmm. right? Entonces yo te doy poquito. Y como te pido a ti, porque yo te di poquito, no me vas a quedar mucho, pues me das a poquito. Y ahí no la pasamos todos mediocres. Yeah. But if in these three people analogy, you know, one of the guys ocupa dinero, you know, say una, whatever idea, y tú, ah, toma. No, pero tú ocupas. No, yo estoy bien, tengo mi casita, mis frijoles, no te preocupes. You know? 
y le va bien a esta persona, cuando le toque dar, ¿a quién crees que le va a dar tú? Tú más imagínate, ¿a quién le voy a dar? Pues al que le dio. Uh -huh. Es un acto natural que tenemos como humanos. Yeah. Y te va a dar yeah. así, no, te va a dar también así. Uh -huh. Y cuando tú tengas mucho, ¿tú a quién le vas a dar? ¿Tú, ¿Tú a quién crees que le vas a dar cuando tengas mucho? Al que te dio más amor. Yeah. Uh -huh. Al que te pidió menos. Uh -huh. So, si todos damos, ¿qué crees? Todos vamos a recibir. Pero si todos pichiqueamos, pues también, también, sí. un poquito. ¿no? <risa> es la mentalidad que tenemos que esforzarnos en hacer. Entonces, uh -huh. número dos, es dar sin recibir. Oh, man, I'm going back in Spanish. You have to <laughs> no, put you some, can, you you have to put some no, titles on this, bitch. I like it in Spanish. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> y número tres, and this is what I figured out, like, not too long ago, is try to emulate Jesus. Now, I'm not going religious, don't think about this, right? Mm -hmm. Try to emulate the idea of what Jesus was. Who was Jesus, you know? Oh, my God, this guy, this guy that made your mind walk and your sister talk and he made you see, you know, like this guy who just gave you love and gave you bread when you need it. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And not only he do that, when he was about to get a judge, you know, you said, crucify him, crucify him, right? After he was carrying the cross, you spit it on him. After he did all this, and the last thing he said, he's like, "Oh, forgive them. They don't know what they do." Oh my God, what kind of person was this? Did you tell him because they made him feel? So dog, yeah. So if you're able to at least try, I'm not saying you are, but try to emulate those, those that person, mm -hmm. that that entity that they tell you to uh, follow. I think those three things, like really believing, man, you're gonna be so happy. Now, did you notice how I didn't mention a single dollar? Yeah. That is the true <laughs> happiness, my friend. Mm -hmm. So that's one I want to I wanna shoot off, you know? Little mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good stuff. Good stuff. This is very good. You know why? Because I think throughout your career, a lot of people saw you as the, the clown, the entertainer, you know, the uh, guy who did the raps. Okay. You know? Thank you for but that. <laughs> I, I thank no. you for telling me how you thought about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's... That was the perception, right? Like a lot of people don't get to see this, yeah. this side yeah. of you, yeah. right? I think that's why this is important to yeah, get it's to, very important. to, to know yeah. the other the other side, right? Because yeah. I understand a lot of that stuff is just entertainment. Like you said, it's a business, yeah. right? You got to entertain. Right. But a lot of people don't get to see this don't, other side. Don't get to see it. Mm -hmm. Don't get to see the reason, too. You know, it was fresh when I did that Canelo thing. Mm -hmm. um, people just took it as an insult. Los insultando, los está. Pero, dude, look at the talent, homeboy. I mean, really, the <laughs> bars, the analogies, yeah. the rhythm, the flow. I That's mean, good. I'm not trying to blow, uh, put smoke up my ass, but that shit was good. That shit was pretty good. That's good. You can work you on know? your flow a little bit, but yeah, it was thank good. You, thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like the bars. Like. But yeah. it was good. So, but, I like the Colorado one. But <laughs> one of, yeah, I lost it. I like Chavez. The one I did for Chavez yeah. hot too. Anyway, but yeah, it was more about sh showcasing a talent, you know? And I guess it was more about showcasing this is what I'm doing now. It, uh, maybe it was more working towards it. You know, what I'm doing now, I have the liberty to do it. And only the only people that are going to follow me are the ones that accept it. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have that opportunity before. It, we yeah. were judged at that point, <coughs> you mm -hmm. know. But now we have the opportunity to see that there's more to me yeah. than what you guys saw. Like, now he's not going to see me as a clown. He's going to start talking. A philosopher. Yeah, he's called the preacher. Preacher Gomez. Preacher Gomez. That's a new nickname. Mucha gente, when I started talking to people, because I meet them many times and I start talking, 
Ahí se quedan después, escuchando, because I have, I have so much to say, and, and it's interesting. It's very interesting to mm -hmm. me. And uh, people seem to get it, and that, that's what I love the most, mm -hmm. that I'm able to be a person that I can break things down and teach them. Yeah like a fighter mm -hmm. so what i'm telling you these philosophies that i have i'm able to break them down and explain to you and analogies <laughs> and yeah. things and foo, it clicks mm -hmm. you know i don't know why i have the abilities but since i have it i want to actually put it out there to teach a lot of things that yeah. are going to make fighters be a better version of themselves and much happier mm -hmm. yeah things like that any other questions yes, so based on this Vas a tener like a uh, different nickname going into the ring or uh, no? no Alfonso Gómez nada no más ya no, la voy a dejar así oh el chingómez todos los Gómez somos chingómez este, te iba a poner el profe el, el profe, profe. No, si sí me han dicho cositas así porque me gusta hablar de cosas importantes cosas que las van a hacer crecer cuando comenzó esto de estar cambiando eso fue porque una persona me dijo Because I was putting a lot of content, mm -hmm. canciones y esto. Y estaba todo por todos lados. Porque I, I'm very, hago muchas cosas. I do graphic design, I know mm -hmm. how to do websites. Uh, I do a lot of stuff. No sé, no sé por qué. I know how to even do Rubik's Cubes and stuff. You know? mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that video online. Mm -hmm. Pero, este, una persona me dijo, how come you don't put content like Ryan Garcia? You're putting a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> Right. Their posts are to feed off of you, you know? They post something so they can get nice, so they can look good, right? Mm -hmm. Get good comments, get more likes, get more shares. Um, it's not it's real. more about me, it's about me, mm -hmm. you know? Show off my car. And at one point, maybe me showing you all this makes you feel a little less, right? Like, oh, I need to get that. I need to have that car, you know? Oh my God, Ryan Garcia, she's with this girl, so I need to be mm -hmm. like that. Things like that. Like a lot of celebrities are showing off themselves, you know, the money and the fame and the, and the prestige. But it seems like no, like very, very little, if anything, especially boxers, they don't. Nobody's mm -hmm. doing something for you, you know? Mm -hmm. In the mornings, one of the first things I do, sometimes in English, sometimes in Spanish, is, is if, it's in, if it's in English, I say, Good morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And they'll be like, OMG, oh my God, today is going to be the best day of my life. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I did it once. I did it twice. Ten times. I've done it a year already. Mm. And then in Spanish, I'll tell you why. In Spanish is, buenos dias al Señor. Gracias por tu esplendor y esta vida que me abraza. Hoy voy a vibrar como la NASA, en frecuencia alta donde el diablo no me alcanza. <laughs> Buenos días al Señor. Yeah. Lo hice una vez, lo hice dos veces en las mañanas. Voy a decirte por qué lo hago. Una. A veces no me gusta una canción a mí en la radio. I don't like a song in the radio. Mm -hmm. But these guys play so much that you end up 
either liking it or at least playing it in your head right. or just li- it lives within you. Just stays there. It lives within you. Right? <laughs> and usually all these songs are talking the viejas. Que te, Money. Que tu vato me va, que tu vato va a la fregada y llámame a mí. <laughs> que tengo mis corridos, mis, mis R15, like todas esas madres, right? Mm-hmm. De dinero, de los carros, de la gloria. Y todo el tiempo estás cantando eso, viviendo esa vida. Yo dijo, si yo puedo decir algo en las mañanas, porque la atención de todo el mundo, the attention of everybody's here. Everybody, the, I bet you a lot of people, the first thing they wake up is look at their phone, yeah. their Instagram. If they're able to see my feed, the first thing in the morning is, buenos días al Señor, or thank you, Lord. Today is going to be the best day of my life. Y al día siguiente lo vuelven a escuchar. Y al día siguiente, I know for a fact that many, many of them, when they say good morning, se les va a venir. Good morning, la mente, <laughs> Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I've realized that when you are mad, when you're angry, when you're in hate, when you're mad at your wife mm-hmm. or your child or your parent mm-hmm. or you're being conniving, you cannot say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or thank you, God. You, it's, 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 almost, it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to do that, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Somehow in your head, it shifted. It mm-hmm. shifts your energy. It's, 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 it's an equation. It's math. Mm-hmm. I can tell I love math. Mm-hmm. So I started to do it all with that purpose alone. For pe- oh, buenos días. Oye, buenos días. Buenos días. And they hear so much. Buenos días al Señor. Buenos días al Señor. And they hear so much. They're gonna, so little, little things. When I started to do my post, is for that, for you guys to grow. When I show you my food, I'm going to show you my drink, mi pisto. Yo te estoy enseñando que yo estoy comiendo 100% vegan. 100% vegan food. Y te enseño a cocinarlo. I got some videos where I'm teaching you how to cook. Y me voy a chingar al que me pongan con puro vegetal. No ocupo carne. <laughs> when, did, when did you start uh, being vegan? Um, I went through a hard phase after I retired. Went through shit, you know. Got in kind of drugs, I'm going to say. So, um, I went to a place for rehab. But it wasn't a really, it wasn't the um, government, mm-hmm. government rehab. Mm. It was a um, seven-day Adventist. Uh, church rehab but it was a very small you know untouched by the uh, by the evil hand I guess mm-hmm. what these people do f- is a rehab for anybody mm-hmm. for drug addicts for people that have the illnesses diseases mental stuff so they go, we go to this ranch you pay a fee right it's very cheap like a thousand bucks you go over there for six weeks in Senada un rancho hmm. Donde no hay nada. So, una casa tiene su generador de luz mm-hmm. que se apaga a las seis, se acaba el generador. Wow. Uh, you go there. Y yo, pues yo era uno de los más jóvenes mm-hmm. con otro, dos muchachos que estábamos en las mismas pendejadas, you know, las drogas. Pero también estaban señores viejitos. Mm. Y uno bien jovencito, más jovencito, uno bien rebelde, muchacho bien rebelde, bien hiperactivo. Y uno que tiene un cáncer aquí. Y ya todos fuimos ahí. Y nos enseñaron muchas cosas. Muchas cosas nos enseñaron. Pero prácticamente ahí no hay nada. You grow, you grow your own food there. ¿Eh? Y comes de lo que creces. Además mm. déjame decirte algo. Cuando salimos de ahí, yo salí uf, con una perspectiva de la vida. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. El señor del cáncer se le disminuyó la bola. La señora que iba con su insulina porque tenía 
nada de eso. Uh -huh. Todos salimos sin ocupar nada de los medicamentos. Uh -huh. Mucho más fuertes de lo que estábamos, mucho más sabios. Ya. Y ahí comenzó mi, mi aventura de hacerme vegano. Uh -huh. Porque el sistema, el sistema te dice, cómete esto, pero esto te enferma. Tómate esto, esto no te cura. Te ha de sentir bien. Ahora, si tú te sientes mal y tú vienes a mí y yo te hago sentir bien, cuando te vuelvas a sentir mal, ¿con quién vas a ir? Es conmigo. Right. Yo sería un estúpido que no sería un estúpido, yo sería un gran hombre si te, diera, te, te curara. Pero como estamos, en Toda esa gente que tenía todo, uh -huh. um, te sientes mal y vas con el doctor que toma unas pastillas que te hacen sentir bien, pero no te curan. Uh -huh. Y otra vez, un círculo así. Yeah. Y el sistema nomás te está consumiendo. They're consuming you. They make you work your ass off to buy the meat and they make you work your ass off to make you feel better for buying all the meat products. Déjame decirte, this happened five years ago. I have not gone to a doctor. I have not been sick. I have not anything mm. in five years. Damn. Five years at all. Nada. Yeah, that's what I know. Todo el mundo se resfría. Todo el mundo se... Es más, el otro día me dijeron, hey, tápate que te vas a enfermar. ¿Eso qué? Que vas a enfermar. ¿Sabes por qué se enferma la gente cuando está destapado? Because they're so weak. The immune system is so weak. And the reason it's weak is because it doesn't have... It doesn't have... It doesn't have... Uh, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna end it with this. Um, when you eat life, when I say eat life, what comes to your head? Vegetables, you know, mm. there are things plants. that are alive: plants, mm -hmm. grains, cereals, mm. um, basically all that. When I tell you eat death, what comes to mind? Drugs, cows. You know, God didn't make you to feel pain. He gave you life. I have not, I'm, I'm telling you, the, so all this knowledge that I got, it, it also comes from eating good, you know, and uh, having, uh, having my, my, my mind clearer, have a bigger connection with the outer world, with people, because I'm not, I'm not um, nublado, I'm not in cloud nine, mm -hmm. through all the bullshit that I'm fed. Not only fed through, uh, through food, fed through the media, and fed through the radio, and fed fed through my mom and through my and everybody's ah salganse de mí liberense liberate you know so that's what I did I decided to liberate myself and my dream is to uh, I'm working hard at this because eventually I'm gonna go to Puerto Vallarta that's my dream mm -hmm. y tener mi terreno con mis casas mi casa mis casas y grow my own stuff y no depender de un sistema que el uno que quiere de mí es mi tiempo mi vida 
mis pensamientos, quiere todo de mí. He just wants to use me. No, man. I'm using it now for my own benefit. Mm -hmm. And I'm using it so I can make other people grow. He's not going to use me anymore. Nadie me va a usar más. Mm -hmm. yeah. There you go. Nadie me va a usar más. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's true, man. This is real talk. This is real against the ropes. I've been <laughs> against the ropes, man. Yeah. And I've been against the ropes. Dude, let me tell you a story. I've been against the ropes, and we're there talking in that show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of the worst feelings in the world I felt it was against the ropes in my life, in my boxing career. Um, I fought Fe uh, Feliciano. He was just mm -hmm. Jesse Feliciano. He was a club fighter, tough as nails. And uh, they told me, prepárate, vas a pelear con este. Ya había peleado con él una vez, dos veces. I think I fought him three times, I can't remember. Um, tough, tough, tough. Preparate, ese vato es agredido. Pero yo, ay, que yo soy un contender. Ya no <laughs> <laughs> me chingué a Peter Manfredo. <laughs> <laughs> yo también me la creía, no <laughs> más ustedes. No, <laughs> entrena, entrena, entrena. Sí. Bueno, pues, y que vamos peleando. Pum, pum, los primeros rounds chingó. Mm -hmm. Ya me cansé las piernas por estar de, de gallo, ¿verdad? Sí. Pisando las gallinas. Este, entonces había un momento en la pelea, como el cuarto o cinco round. This guy, wow, was against the ropes. And Jesse was just swinging hard. Y yo sentía como que lo quería abrazar o algo, but I just didn't have the energy at that one point. The worst feeling in the world is when you're there, you're trying to like survive, and you're like, fuck it, you know, que me chingue. But you can't, because mm -hmm. resulta I'm leaning against the ropes on the side of my family. Dale, güero, levanta las manos. So you're right there, y la gente gritando. Y el momento más miedoso de todos cuando ves a Richard Steele. Position. Así. Ay, hijo de la chica, no la pare. Oh, against the ropes, this guy hitting you, no se cansa, tu familia gritando y el referee que la brinda, no, no sé de dónde salen las finches ganas, pero siempre se agarra chingadas. But yeah, just a little story of the mm -hmm. worst experience of my life being against the ropes. Hey, You're giving, a, giving on homage to your, the title of your show. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, thank, thank you for sharing that. Like, yeah. that's, a, so, that's a piece of a, of a tale that... Not only that, yeah. it's a piece of advice for fighters, yeah. dude. That is the worst... That is the worst position you can be in, in your life. Mm -hmm. Imagine the your family hoping that you win and you know you right. have to win, especially against like this guy because everything's set for you. And I don't want to say anything bad about Feliciano, but if I would have prepared myself well, everything was designed, you know, speaking how business is, designed for me to win and continue with my career. Pero por pendejo, so if you're a boxer out there, no sean pendejos. And uh, take every fight seriously. Take mm. every bite, fight as your business. And the reason que nos apendejamos is because they don't teach us that we are CEOs mm -hmm. of, the, of the Alfonso Gomez business or the whatever business. Mm -hmm. We're the CEOs. And if you're president, behave like a president of a business. Pero no, nos sentimos niños, que todo el mundo, mundo nos entrena y nos hace nuestras peleas sí. y nos hace nuestras comidas. ¿Verdad? Mm -hmm. Y hasta nos escogen nuestros sparrings. Yeah. ¿Verdad? No. Yeah. Cambiarla. I, I think that's one thing that I take away with boxing uh, that I think most, I think boxers should see a therapist yeah. before and after a fight because I think when it comes down to watching soccer or basketball or football, like, there, there's the time where you face, like, adversity, but, like, giving your life when you're fighting a fight, you don't know what type of man or woman you're going to be after the fight, you know? So it's something, like, as much as, like, 
you have friends and family, right, who are going to be, you're going to be asking for help, right? But at the same time, they're going to be, there's always going to be that variable when it comes down to love. So it's not going to be like they're going to be after, they're going to look after you because they love you, right? But at the same time, when you have that therapist, you'll be able to understand the independent variable where you don't have a relationship with that person at all, right? But when it comes down to the, the aftermath after finishing a boxing fight, what do you say about boxers like, comprehending that and understanding that after a fight is done oh i don't know i never thought about that shit therapists and stuff um i know see a lot of boxers going down the line and i feel like that's they don't have that's what i asked you during my first question like what do you what did you do mentally after you were done boxing with that mental edge like what did you use with those four years like that energy there's a thing that um i was lost Mm. i was lost I lost my family. I got divorced. Right. I got in drugs. You know, mm-hmm. I was lost. I tried to do car dealership. I think I mm-hmm. tried. I mean, I, I tried to do uh, what else? I tried to do a lot of stuff. You know, I tried mm-hmm. to associate with here, but I was lost. It just didn't seem. No, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. I mean, that's an interesting question. Like I said, boxing is such an over uh, an overseen sports yeah. that the that the uh, space for improvement and doing stuff it's incredible, mm-hmm. including that you yeah. know therapists or do s- imagine imagine every gym had that therapists. like had a therapist. Yeah, just like they have a um, doctor or yeah, cut the, man, th- the cut man yeah, and stuff yeah. like the therapist that one that messes with your head. Not only messes with your head that when you when you go into the gym before you you go see the guy. Why? He's gonna pump you up, fool. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. you're the best, man. Que cuáles son tus sueños? Acuérdate tu hija. Yeah. Que tiene su cumpleaños. Va a cumplir 15 en cinco años. Y va a pedir una quinceañera. Cabrón, ponte y el vato va a salir. Y cuando se acabe el entrenamiento, eso es todo. ¿Cómo te sientes? Cansado, ¿no? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's another aspect. Mm-hmm. Pero, ¿qué crees? Lo más seguro es que la NBA y la NFL si tienen un cabrón ahí que yeah. Yeah. le está ayudando. Yeah. A huevo. Por eso pues ganaron sí. las chivas el campeonato. Porque <laughs> <tenían> <laughs> terapista. A huevo. También el sobador tiene lo suyo. El sobador. O la sobadora. So, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's important for, uh, for something like that to happen, to have more uh, overseen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's room for that. I the way I I, de- I couldn't deal with it. Like I said, I, the way I dealt with it, man, it was an amazing story. I'm gonna tell you real quick. Mm-hmm. I I went to the streets basically, you know, during this four year process. Not because I couldn't go a place, because you know my my ex wife took the house, the place, the kids, blah blah. Um, then I went with my parents, right? I wasn't doing this drug thing, and they saw me in a bad episode, right? And when I saw them, then they saw me. I was like, fuck, dude, I cannot be here no more, right? So I decided to be with friends. But even then, it's like I don't want to bother them. So I kind of I kind of started living a street life, you know, mm-hmm. going to the nightclubs. My, you know what my routine for six, my routine for six months was this. Mm-hmm. In Downey, I live in Downey, California. Mm-hmm. Right there on Downey Boulevard, they have about eight bars. Mm-hmm. They have La Barca, they have yeah. Glorias, they have Joseph's, they have... I mean, I'm not giving promotion to you guys, but <laughs> you, like know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 we'll find out the Viernes, viernes, de chi- viernes de chica sexy. You, yeah. might see our, you might see our friend Sharpie out there. <laughs> oh anyway, mi rutina era quedarme en las barras. Right? 
a veces me conocían, a veces no. Quiere decir que a veces había after party, a veces me iba con una chica, right? ¿Por qué? Solamente por tener un lugar donde estar, prácticamente. Mm. Yeah. No quería que mis papás me vieran así. That was the worst experience. Besides being against the ropes, <laughs> that was the second worst experience of my yeah. life, seeing my parents, seeing me in that aspect. Mm -hmm. So I just went to the streets. I don't want to know shit, right? Pero mi vieja, me agarraron dos DUIs. Me llevo la fregada, ¿no? Una vez casi me mato. Cuando me agarraron mi primer DUI, ay, mi vieja me dejó. Estaba escuchando con atención. <laughs> When you are gone from the cranberries, I think. Uh. When you are gone, whatever. Y no sé por qué iba acelerando bien rezo, pum, se volteó la camioneta en que iba. Un desmadre, pues. Mi vida es de tiro, digo. Toqué el fondo, ¿y por qué? Mira, por eso, no tenemos la capacidad. No nos enseñan a ser hombres, siempre estamos guiados, es difícil. Te pones a pensar en mañana, ¿por qué regresó? No sé. Quizás ocupa ser guiado otra vez. Ya no tiene guía, ya se le perdió, ocupó guía. Pero deberían enseñarle a guiarse solo. Sí, right. you know? Pero bueno, ese es el pedo de él. That's him. Um, Maidana Jr., ojalá lo pueda inspirar y que él se agarre la onda. ¿verdad? El mm -hmm. hijo de Maidana. Pero, ay, güey, se me fue la pregunta. ¿Cuál era? Ah, sí, no. I forgot. What are you talking about? The bars, Downey. Oh, sí. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you remember, didn't you? <laughs> I got you. Entonces, mi rutina era esa. Pum, pum, pum. Este, estar en las ondas esas. Pero había veces de que no, de que no agarraba chicas. Y, oh, no sé, tampoco soy, tampoco soy Ryan García, you ¿no? Know? Me escapó ¿Eh? Y a veces no, no había after party ni me iba con amigos. Simplemente sí. no pasa. Entonces lo que pasaba es que me iba al Norms o al Dennis, que está ahí. ¿Sabes qué? Y todo el mundo dice, no cuentes esa historia. La gente, la gente, me decían, porque a veces la platico con mis amigos. No la cuentes, qué vergüenza. Like, fuck, no. Es una historia inspiradora. Uh -huh. Entonces me quedaba a veces en el Dennis o en el, uh, en, uh, Norms, ahí Norms. en el Hasta que diera la, que sería el día. Y cuando es día, por mí, ok, que sí, ¿verdad? Que la onda, que la este. Una de esas veces, como ya al último, al último de los seis meses, este, me quedé fuera del Dennis y me senté en el, en el, en el bus stop. Y me quedé medio dormido, ¿verdad? Y como me desperté, estaba lloviznando. Y era la madrugada, como las cinco de la mañana. Y enfrente del Dennis está el Embassy Suite. Hay un hotelazo chingón. Uh -huh. este, y está una limo parqueada. Y yo lo primero que pensé cuando vi la lluvia, dije, oh, thank you, God, por la uh -huh. lluvia. I was thirsty, I was hot, pero me acordé, lo primero que me acordé es que los cerros se estaban quemando. Uh -huh. Back then, the, the hills were burning. Uh -huh. Y estaba cayendo, oh, ocupamos lluvia. Yo, I'm more grateful for the rain at that moment. Right? Y de eso sale un vato hacia su limusina, bien refugiado con su viejonón. And the first thing he says, like, oh, man, fuck. And as, yo te juro por me, que ese momento, you want to tell you God speaks to you? You kind of wonder what it's like. It's like, even though everything was raining, I remember seeing, like, como todo de repente blanco. When I, I got this idea in my head. And I was, wait a second. What happened? I don't have anything. I felt that I didn't have anything. I don't have my career. I was retired from boxing. No tenía mi vieja. Este, mm -hmm. No tenía mi casa. No, no estaba nada. Estaba en la calle. Y aquí me tienes agradeciendo la lluvia. Mm -hmm. Y este vato que parece que tiene mucho, su guimo, su carro, su viejonón, está quejándose de la misma lluvia. Fue cuando entendí la primera, que te digo, lección de cómo ser feliz. Entendé de que no puedes... Hacer nada. No tienes control de nada de lo que ocurre fuera de ti. Tienes solamente control de cómo lo percibes. 
fue cuando entendí que yo estaba percibiendo la misma lluvia que este vato, uh -huh. diferente. Pero yo era mucho más feliz sin nada y él era miserable con todo. Sí. Eso me despertó bien machín. Y no sabes, después pues, de eso, a los cuatro meses después de eso, de cambiar mi mentalidad, ya estaba en Long Beach, you know? uh -huh. Con esa oportunidad de vivir ahí, living with, uh, with my, who is now my ex-girlfriend, you know, Priscilla. She was great. Uh -huh. um, y así, paso a paso, vas, vas, uh, you, you keep evolving with this idea of something else, something mm -hmm. better. And, and basically, that's what changed my life. A lot of things that I've gone through, you know, that's why I'm so excited to have this opportunity to speak. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, every Monday, if you bring me in, I'm going to have so much to say because this thing is never ending. This mm -hmm. knowledge is never ending. Yeah. And at one point, I feel like I connect with people. I start speaking to people. Mm -hmm. Y termino abrazándolos. <laughs> y empiezan a llorar mucho. Ay, no sabía. Mm -hmm. One of my best friends is un cholo, cholo, todo tatuado. Sí. Este, yo, I hang out with him all the time. Y trae a veces a sus amigas, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, a jugar dominós con nosotros. Mm -hmm. Entonces, muchas veces que trae a sus amigas, este, empiezo a hablar así. Yo hablo siempre así. Yo siempre mm -hmm. que hablo con alguien o hago algo, I always try to like, ah, instruct your, or, or like, uplift your spirit. Mm -hmm. Y termino hablándoles así, que la vida, y que esto, y que bla, 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 bla. Este, y termino conectando con ellas. ¿Qué tienes? Siento algo, ¿no? Que yo, yo, bla, bla, bla. Termino llorando y dice, oh my God, I never expected this. Like, mm -hmm. really, vengo aquí a jugar dominós, a pistear, no gangsters. Y terminamos hablando de la vida, de cómo ser feliz, de algo mejor. Me gusta eso, me gusta. Entonces, como me gusta y puedo aplicarlo en línea a tantas personas, gracias a Dios, por eso regresé al Boast. To have a bigger voice, to have a broader audience, Y para dar un servicio a las personas, ya que todo el mundo está dedicando su vida al yo, 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 yo. Ah, yo voy a que me la tú, 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 tú. Porque no a todos los tus van a decir lo mismo hacia mí, me va a llegar algo positivo. Sí, sí. One of, uh, uno de los peleadores que conocimos fue pues, precisamente because of social media. After the, se llama, his name is Anthony Sims Jr. After one of his fights, le hacen las mismas preguntas, like, oh, they're going to ask him, like, oh, what do you think of your performance? X, X cosa. But instead of him answering about his fight, he told him, like, oh, no, no, I want to talk about something else. You know, my, I want, I'm, I'm here, you know, for a purpose, and it's, he, he's talking about it's the mental illness and bringing awareness and, and that. Yeah. And that, that one video went viral because uh -huh. we're not used to seeing, you know, yeah. a boxer talk about something right. other than, Siempre you know, his lo No, pues entrené mm -hmm. bien duro. Mm -hmm. Nos preparamos duro. Espero mm -hmm. que él también se haya preparado igual. Mm -hmm. right. Thank you to my promoter. Gracias yeah. a mi promotor. We're going to go back to the drawing board, whatever <laughs> my promoter says. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, my promoter I see you doing that yeah. like when your next fight I see you talking about your message and people are going to be like what? What, yeah. just, what just happened? oh well, yeah I mean that's basically what I'm doing this you know mm -hmm. um, obviously I'm gonna, people want to see some rap I'm going to rap and entertain <laughs> yeah. that's a pe grab people's attention but yeah. ultimately the, the main purpose of this is to open awareness, you know, mm -hmm. to be that voice of boxers because they don't have a voice, they don't have anybody telling them the truth. Yeah. And the reason they're not told the truth because it's not convenient mm -hmm. for the system yeah. to be told the truth. And it it's not convenient for me to tell you the truth right. about meat and medicine, just you guys, because it's not convenient to the yeah. system. I think part of it just comes down to, like, everybody goes through adversity, I think, but that comes down to, like, we're all men and women, right? 
But when you go through something and a challenge, you you don't turn yourself into a man or woman, and you turn yourself into an idea. And I think that's something that we mm. follow through when I'm hearing your story, and also in regards to our boxer that we follow, Anthony Sims, that we don't see him as a boxer. I don't even see him as an entertainer or anything mm. like that. I see him as an idea that he's trying to raise awareness. Same thing with you as well, too. So I think I don't look at you as a boxer anymore mm -hmm. when I hear your story uh, like that, because yeah. I'm able to uh, understand the adversity you went through. So that's mm -hmm. something that I'm able to attach and I'm able to, able to yeah. follow you. I'm pretty sure more people are going to be able to. That's the thing that I come down to when I understand boxers. I don't want to hear about the questions, oh, how much are you weighing, this and that. I want to hear what's going on with th your life because boxing in itself represents everything with the adversities that everybody has to go through just in everyday life. Yeah, boxing is life, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it is true. It, 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 they all evolve, it revolves around the same idea. You just got to, you know, fight basically it's gonna be a battle you have to be prepared for the battle every day is a battle um yeah just yeah you're right about that you know yes yes deep question i'm just i'm more listening because i'd rather listen <laughs> he waits for his moment i just rather listen do you think fighters <laughs> should have therapists <laughs> i weigh 155 yeah, very mm -hmm. good. Yeah. yeah, totally. Very cool conversation with you guys. You know, really happy that you guys took the time. Yeah. And I'm more happy that when I was speaking, you guys were, like, paying attention. Mm -hmm. And that, like, pumps me up. Yeah. You never know. Pumps me up a yeah. lot. The thing is, because we, we also know, like, we're not going to be the only ones listening. There's going to be s other things and mm -hmm. things that you said that listen to us every week, man. They're tired <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> that's another thing. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> something that you're going to see that's going to resonate with some, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so the one he asked me, so what do you want to talk about? Oh, don't worry, I'll guide the, I'll guide the conversation mm -hmm. somehow. Because everything flows, you know, when yeah, you have, right. a, when you have, like, when, when you're not faking something, when yeah. it's within you, mm -hmm. you can ask me anything, and mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form, I'm, a, I'm just going to ooze it out. You because see that's that? me. I don't, you don't see a no parent yeah. like that. I'm just listening. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it just oozes out. It just oozes it out, mm -hmm. you know, whatever question. And, all, and, and if my mind is to help you all the time, if I'm living that life of helping you, Everything you ask me, I'm gonna answer your question, but I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna add that mm -hmm. uh, aspect of what I'm trying to really yeah. reveal to you mm -hmm. within your question. You mm -hmm. know, against the ropes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I think what can I use that? And I remember that that story. Mm -hmm. So I try to attach it to you, so you can <laughs> feel attached to me. And now I can I got your attention. <laughs> what I really want to tell you. Catch your ass. Or what I really want to tell you. You know, to, yeah. your keys to be happy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a, a click-and-bait and bring them in. <laughs> yeah. so ultimately, you. you know, within that thing that I wanted to tell you, I yeah. answer all your questions, we entertain ourselves, yeah. I talk about this, about that, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, yeah. real cool. Yeah. Alfonso, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the fights over the weekend? Did you watch any fights? Who fought? Uh, Amir Khan against Terrence oh. Crawford. Yeah. 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 You actually saw that? Yeah. Yeah. Why? You ordered so it or like... Well, wait, why did you saw that fight? Well... I love it. Because my friend had it. Okay. Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh, he, somebody ordered it. Just because we have like a little thing where we're just like, it's too expensive. Like, well, how much was it? Like 75? Reckless? Uh, I don't know. I didn't pay for it. Well, oh, okay. You streamed it. I streamed it. Because yeah. it was. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, let's be real. Edit, edit that out. <laughs> you remember I told you I don't know how to do a lot of stuff? Mm. I also know how to jailbreak uh, fire okay. sticks so edit. you can watch Cody and watch all your uh, live stream free. <laughs> Actually, I started doing that like during that time that I was you know, <laughs> going crazy. Then that time I was going crazy, I would go to OfferUp and start like fucking selling um, 
Edit that part too. Shh, don't tell no one. We'll edit that out. You're good. So when you watch fights, like what do you, what goes through your head? Like just regular casual fights, like the Terrence Crawford fight or any other fights. Like what goes through your I head? I don't know. It's like I can beat him. That's mm, weird. Yeah, it's weird. I would think like eh, I can, mentally, I can but not physically. <laughs> or <laughs> both of them at the same time. No, like I think you take a for con. some reason you think yourself like <laughs> I can beat him. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's that mental. But con, I say that though. I like a lot of people are talking bad on him. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, don't, I don't. It's clearly it, look. This is what happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, didn't hurt him in the ball. It did hurt him. It did hurt him. Yeah. You let me tell you why it hurt him. Because before that punch. He's already taking punishment. Uh, what's his name? Crawford <laughs> landing about 200 sick ass punches. Yeah. Que poquito a poquito le cogieron los huevos al otro. <laughs> <laughs> Cuando por fin le pegó así, pues le dolió sí. porque los tenía mm. así de chiquitos. Yeah. Entonces, <laughs> algo así pasó. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, for Khan, he was already taking up un chingo de punishment. Already Actually, he was. You know, it, it was surp- I was surprised by um, um, Crawford. Crawford. Yeah, I was surprised with his balance. He's like he just like just like. But I was always surprised with Amir Khan. Khan. He fought amateurish. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. You don't. Fighting Khan. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but okay, yeah. But he fought. Ab, ab, um, what's his name? Um, Khan fought very amateurish more than before. Mm. It just some. It looks sad watching that fight from Khan's point of view. The thing is, like, usually, not a lot of people look, you know, good against Khan. You know, he's just like this really <laughs> good. No, no, no. Boxing wise, boxing wise, you know, he looks. Are we talking about Khan? Until he gets caught <laughs> and he gets knocked <laughs> out. I'm just saying, usually nobody outboxes him, and he got outboxed. Yeah. And the thing that I noticed is, like, the esa la, la velocidad. It was mostly timing on Crawford's part and mm. just being accurate and efficient. Pero, yeah. A veces sí las miro así, but I just yeah. like the... I just look at it as a... Hoopy if I start hoop. analyzing it, yeah, then yeah. I already enjoy the fight. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. You guys, do you, when you guys watch the fight, you guys watch it as an analyzer? Or they watch it as a fan. Nah. Usually I watch it just like as a fan, but then I go back and analyze oh, okay. a little bit. It's, it's a different perspective. Yeah, yeah I, to, I told this to Chris a number of times already, like being involved in boxing, like there's something about I'm not enjoying the sport anymore because it's kind of, <laughs> it's like what you said. Now I'm analyzing, looking at things That's more true. differently. I'm like, if I'm at fights, I'm not even there to watch the fights. I'm, I'm always like networking or talking to people, but it's something about the sport that I'm not enjoying, right. like covering it anymore. Like it's just like pure, like looking at things more in detail instead of looking at things more in reference. When I look at fights, I don't even look at the fights anymore. I I, I look at the crowd. I go look with at the, the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, ya tu sabes. Yeah. 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 They're behind us. Te voy a llevar los barras en Downey. You picked the right person. <laughs> 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 no, este, what were we talking about? Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, enjoying the fight. Watch Oh, yeah. yeah Are yeah, you going to watch the fight next I, weekend? I, yes. Or when is it? Two weeks? Two weeks. The Canelo. You fought uh, Canelo, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah. What do you think about that fight against Jacobs? Cool. Cool. <laughs> I think, for example, this is this lo que vamos. El Consejo Mundial, sí. ese vato, ese es inteligente, ese Mauricio. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Whew. You know, dude, ese está comiendo vivo al WBO y al yep. WBA. Lo, poquito a poquito, se lo está comiendo vivos. WBC with all this crazy, que, que, at first they were criticized, you know, like, oh, yeah. oh, que silver belt, 
que, que este, que el otro. Diamond Belt. Mm -hmm. Pero lo que estaban haciendo ellos es growing as a brand. Yeah. Bigger and bigger brand. Dude, there's no bigger brand in boxing sanctioning than WBC. 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 Mm -hmm. Me vale más lo que piensa la gente. Mm -hmm. And after this belt, it's going to be even bigger. Porque después they're going to try to make crazier shit. Jewelry belt. Yeah, jewelry, <laughs> like crazy stuff. And it, it's, now it's an event. Yeah. They have, dude, let me tell you something. They just created a brand new event within boxing that every time Canelo, every anytime anybody fights September or May, yeah. they're going to create this beautiful WBC belt with rhinestones. It's going to be bigger and bigger celebrities, boxers from all the world. I think they're going to make this an event. Every They're going to show the belt that these fighters are going to fight for. See, because now they're not fighting for pride. Mm -hmm. WBC makes sure yeah. people get excited. They're going to fight for the Maya belt. WBC, see? That's sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are badass businessmen. Yeah. I'm looking at it business. That's yeah. it. Yeah. How was the belt? I don't know. It looked like a whole bunch of weed. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, all the thing. But it was, it was good. I mean, I think they, they started something that's going to grow. I think I'm, it's probably going to be Gala. Gala. Mm. Next next year, you know, yeah. On the May fight, yeah. the WC whatever belt Aztec. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you that uh, Suleiman is a very smart man because yeah. I think a couple of years ago he was at odds with uh, with uh, with Canelo and stuff. I guess he vacated the belt and now he's like, oh, mm. the favorite son is back or yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, that was killed it with that. That was really interesting business. <coughs> we gotta definitely uh, have you on back again, man. I would love to be back. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. totally. See how, how what developments have happened with, within a fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, what? yeah. And we would love to, uh, if we fight out here, we would love to come in and support you too, brother. So mm -hmm. no, definitely appreciate yeah. it. And, you know, just shoot everybody to continue following, you know. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to get something unexpected when they see my <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I know not everybody, everybody like, uh, I know a lot of people like to see certain things. Mm -hmm. They're used to it. The glamour, the money, mm. and the fame, the mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Are you going to do anything this Friday, by any chance? Um, you ask me out on date. <laughs> <laughs> he already went downy. He's like, that's what we're getting the maybe. Right now. <laughs> maybe. Um, no, I mean, yeah. Temple, Temple Kitchen, that's it. Temple Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Want to talk about it, Chris? Uh, the fights? Yeah. So we're going to be calling fights uh, this Friday, April 26th at the Quiet Cannon in Montebello. So these are four-rounder, six-rounder fights, and we'll do be doing the play-by-play, -play, me and Gio. So, yeah, uh, you're invited to come. You can sing, sit with us, and do the play-by-play. -play. I can sing with you guys. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, sing with us, too. Yeah, you. rap, too. <laughs> and so we're very, sure. uh, we try to, we do a Facebook Live, sometimes YouTube Live, and we try yeah. to answer some of the fans' questions that are, you yeah. know, you know, tuning in. Right. And they're also, some of the people at home, that they're obviously watching the forum fights, any other fights that are going on at the time, so we'll yeah. talk about state of boxing what's going on news you know, oh they have fights like that day too at the yeah, forum yeah at the oh, forum okay. so yeah well i don't know yeah because somebody invited me to the fights at the forum but i don't know oh, okay i'll let you oh yeah that one right yeah. there yeah, yeah so we have sorum visa against estrada too <laughs> we're gonna have daniel roman against jesse DJ vargas too the yeah. <laughs> jesse vargas <laughs> against fight him too La I did, Soto. Una canción of jesse vargas. oh yeah oh, i want to hear that one i want to hear that he's not a fan of jesse so that he wants to hear it we'll see him tomorrow can't remember. What's it gonna be? Me, me, me toca. It was a tr Strelix beat. You want the beat? Strelix. What's the name Skrillex. of the beat? Can't remember. Well, we also have Anthony Sims Jr. He's gonna I be can't fighting. Uh, I gotta remember that track. I remember I recorded it all, but no se hizo la pelea con él. No quiso. No la saqué. Ah, no quiso, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no sé. No sé si quiso o no. Su jefe no quiso. Mm. 
Yeah. Hay que dejarlo así. O alguien no quiso. <risa> o no sense. vieron business, no vieron dinero. Alguien no quiso, pero él no. Mm -hmm. Él, él es, también lo controlan así. Mm -hmm. Hay que ser yeah. directos. Yeah, so that's Friday, April 26th on The Zone or live from the forum. Uh, they had the media week this week. Yesterday they were at Venice Beach. Yesterday, Tuesday, we're recording on Wednesday. You guys are probably going to listen to this later on. But it was cool. We put some stuff, some videos up on our YouTube channel. You guys want to check it out? Um, and yeah, Anthony Sims Jr. is going to be fighting too. Anything yeah, this, else this you guys want to plug? Yeah, this card right here, we talked about like what type of like events that boxing has. We have one in February 2nd, top rank stack up card. But this one right here, we actually have a nickname for it. W what do you call it, Chris? Que mas que eres? It's a super just, stack card. It's just too many fighters, too That's many big fighters. Is it la zorrita soto? Sí. Yeah, Soto. Did he just beat Brandon Rio? Yeah. yeah. TJ. He's going to fight again? Yeah. yeah fight Jesse Vargas. Yeah, dude. Hey, Contra Jesse Vargas? Yes. <laughs> you should go just to size him up. Damn. Yeah. That's tight, dude. That was, that was tight. Jesse Vargas. Tiene 40 años el vato, ¿verdad? Yeah. Que huevos de cabrón. He's being trained by Freddy Roach now, Jesse. They're oh. fighting at 150. 150. Yeah. No, no, no le conviene a... A Soto? A Soto? Yeah. No. No, no, no. Why yeah. would we take that fight? Yeah. Así le dijeron. No, no, retirar. Yeah, así le dijeron. Ya, así le dijeron. Hey, boy, I mean, what's we'll No, see. pues sí le ganó a Brandon. Yo right. pienso que estaban trying to set up for Brandon and Jesse. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Wow. Se gana la zorrita, fire of the year. <laughs> wow, fire of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so where, where can the people follow you once again? You guys can follow me at El Gomez Boxing on my Instagram. Facebook, Snapchat, donde se borran las fotos de tus Snapchat. <laughs> I am rapping. No, Snapchat, Instagram, um, Facebook. Yeah, those three. Cool. TikTok. TikTok, <laughs> there you go. No man. Yeah, man, like we say, you're invited anytime. We're here every Wednesday. Cool. Mm -hmm. If you want to just knock, hey, we'll open door for you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I know where you guys are at. You have something to say, something to share, I'll yeah. definitely come here. If you want to write us a rap, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You should do a, do a song for us. What song? Just rap. You should rap a song for us, maybe, next Against time you come. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. You, got to, you got some talent. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just need to work on my flow. <laughs> a, little, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I hope you out if you want. <laughs> we, got the, we give you the beats right here. <laughs> any, uh, <laughs> any, any last words by you guys before we sign out? I'm uh, just excited about this Friday. Yeah. The fights. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. We're going to be watching those on our little phones on the zone. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be calling in a lot, lot of action. And I'm sure you probably, it's the Alfonso, you remember those fights, the, the first fights where like it's four rounders. Got to yeah. leave it all, right? Yeah. yeah. My my first my first fights like that was, uh, what was it? Angle Break Promotions. Mm -hmm. Irvine Marriott. We yeah. used to do them there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I fought also. I fought uh, for All Star Boxing at Commerce Casino. Oh yeah, you call him there. Yeah, All Star Boxing. That's that's the. Yeah, I fought him. For, yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember those. At home. So at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. At home. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. I have history with all those people for there years. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Make your comeback, your reunion. There you, you go. There you go. Yeah, you're more. You're if you don't go to the firm, you're welcome yeah. to come with us. For real. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. You guys gonna continue your show. Oh, how no, is this we're ready to That's sign it. out. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. You you want to do the outro? Yeah. Before we go, uh, make sure to follow us at Against Against Dia Ropes on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm nice gonna post space. all the description, all the link in the descriptions. Uh, and thank you guys for listening, Fonso Gomez.
Yes, before we go, I would like to invite you all to watch Against the Ropes on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Follow Chris and Chris and Gio. Hey. And, of course, don't forget, if you want to know more about boxing, crazy stuff about boxing, if you want to support a boxer on your own, tell him what to do, what to run, what to eat. Mm. Um, if you want to be part of his life, follow El Gomez Boxing. Promise you're not going to regret it. Buenos dias al señor. Yeah. There you go. <laughs>